Can you be quiet, please? Thank you. The following is an exclusive presentation of Pirate Radio, the voice of the Pirate Nation. Welcome to Pirate Radio Live. There's local politics, bud. I don't care about the weather. I can't control the weather. Don't want to talk about the weather. Do we not agree? Sustain effort and violence. It could be a total goat rodeo. Cool, neat story. Was that supposed to be funny? This is why nobody else can get on the Sug boat. You know what? We couldn't get on the Sug boat anyway. It's a test. What's the point of kissing his ass if we can't get on the Sug boat? It's a test. Y'all are haters and non-believers. Sug, Sug. From the Pirate Radio Studios in the heart of the Pirate Nation, here is your host, Clip Brock. All right, all haters and non-believers are welcome to tune in to this program, just not allowed on the Sugboat. Welcome in to Pirate Radio Live on a Friday, a free beer Friday, a super Friday, basketball eve Friday. I'm excited about this sports weekend and about today's show coming to you on Pirate Radio 92.7 FM and Greenville, 104.1 in Washington. We're on 1250, 930. You can find us online, PR927FM.com. And also watch the show. Chime in with your question, comment, concern. We're on Facebook Live and on YouTube. Make sure you like Pirate Radio on Facebook uh, and watch our show there. And or subscribe to Pirate Radio TV on YouTube. And you can watch the show and uh, chime in there. We are monitoring both of those feeds here on this Free Beer Friday. Got a lot of guests to get to on today's program, and uh, we'll set it up right now. So Super Bowl Sunday coming up, we will talk about that game from just about every angle. We'll talk to the prop queen, Ariel Epstein. She'll join us in about 25 minutes here on the show. Uh, Her favorite props for Super Sunday and probably tonight in the nba as well jeff nadu will join us one final time before the super bowl for a few minutes coming up later on in this hour number one so we will get you ready for uh all the the side games you might be playing on super sunday at your super bowl party uh or uh whatever else you choose to do also at four o'clock we'll talk all things nfl we'll see what's going on this week with the carolina panthers around the league and of course focus on the super bowl with tony dunn carolinacatchronicles.com morgan aylers joins us at five o'clock we'll talk to mark greenhelge golf shop radio show recap harold varner the third's victory last week and uh more with greeny in the five o'clock hour and the return of wager mcgee we'll have him on for a few minutes some quick hitter props that he likes for super bowl 56 so all that and more on the way today we'll talk some pirate hoops along the way as well as east carolina takes on smu coming up six o'clock on saturday Minji's coliseum we are also one week away from pirate baseball at clark leclair stadium so the final weekend without ecu baseball for a long long time so that's exciting stuff as well kind of sad that this will be our last friday previewing a football game for a long time but there's always something else and that something else is pirate baseball which begins uh next week looking forward to monday's pirate radio live where we'll have the guys inside the players lounge uh, from the ecu baseball team agnos whirl Mayhew, Wizen Hunt, Giles, right off the top of my head, will be uh, joining us as well as the head baseball coach of the Pirates, Cliff Godwin. So that's uh, all coming your way Monday at 3 o'clock. We'll welcome in Shirley Rhodes, Chandler Honeycutt, CJ Schaefer, 
to the show today and my good friend here on the table is uh how about bud light next next bud light next this would be great for the uh bud light pregame yeah tailgate. that would be awesome bud light next coming to you next a brand new super crisp you like your beer a little crispy, crispy just like my wings i like to throw my beer in the air fryer for three four minutes get it crispy crispy this is already crispy nice cold and crispy how about zero carbs Chandler? zero how many zero you gotta be one or two none Z- zero none zilch do we have the mike houston <laughs> zero none none uh it is brewed with tradition what do you like your beer brewed with for me i like tradition you know what i mean i like to throw tradition you know in what the, I'm- and all my, about- all my dishes. Uh, if I'm making a chicken dish, a casserole maybe. We'll have to talk to Tony Dunn about this because a couple of weeks ago on the show, I said I believe I saw a billboard where it was advertising the next. Bud Light next. And I said there was zero carbs. And he said, huh, man? How, how, how man, you can't how, you can't have no carbs in that, beer, homie. It is that you can't have it zero carbs, this, homie. It is this, and that is is that you cannot have zero carbs in beer, homie. Zero carbs, brewed with tradition. Did I mention it was brewed with legacy? Crispy too, and it's a little crispy, kind of like you like your wings. Um, this Bud Light is created for a generation that. You know what? The, the, look, the the greatest generation, we appreciate them. But this generation, we want a more interesting, equally refreshing, and lower-carb and calorie beer option. Let's face it. That's what we want. I'm facing it. And that's what we I'm, get. I'm facing it right now. Bud Light next. Next. It can be yours. I got a sixer up here. We're giving away a 12-pack and a large two-topping pizza the Domino's Bud Light next, next. Is, is brought to you by and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989 and the mm. official beer of the ECU Pirates. So I guess I might have to go to uh, Tiebreakers, the Breaker, the Breaker, and get some crispy wings with a crispy beer, and that beer is the Bud Light next. next. Steve Hill says Bud Light next is awesome. All right, he must have tried it. He also said Clipper. Susan Dean says, hashtag Fireman Rule. Got that in early today. Mike P's got a good one up there. Uh, Mike P says, this Bud Light is made for degeneration next. next. Are you ready? Dun, dun. Uh, Craig asking, what is available on the buffet on the Sugboat? Well, Are y'all having a Super Bowl party on the Sugboat Sunday? Yeah, we'll get together on the Sugboat. Myself, CJ, Josh, John Moody's daughter. <laughs> Uh, is anybody else on? I guess Moody's still on. He passed along the Vance fan to you, even though you're getting ready for the felt belt. <laughs> I'm trying to create this felt belt. I love these. Alter- I don't have time for a van. <laughs> I love these alternate storylines we've created with ECU basketball this season. Um, I'll tell you, uh, we'll do a, uh, and CJ, we'll get your input here. If I could put together the dream buffet on the Sugboat, I want lasagna. I want chicken fried rice and chicken lo mein. I want bratwurst. I want 
cheesesteaks. And I want my hot dip in the, the crock pot. The Did you say cheese, cheese steaks? Yeah. Oh, ooh. Just cheese steaks, all as far as the eye can see. CJ, what else do we need on the uh, buffet on the sug boat? We'll, have, we'll do a salad option with plenty of Catalina for everyone. Okay, I'll make sure I don't go there. Um, we got to do some wings, right? Yeah, we'll do wings. Yeah. Crispy. And we got to send a picture to Chandler of the wings. <laughs> and, of course, some Bud Light next. That's your thing to say. Next. Anything else? Wings? Um, put some lumpia on there, Clip. I know you haven't had it yet, but that would be your that would be your time to try. Are you from Pittsburgh? <laughs> no, I'm from. Uh, you are know. you are wearing your Steel City shirt I was going to say a today. different country, but nothing came to mind. <laughs> Countries are hard to think about sometimes. All right, CJ. So that's what's uh, what we have on our buffet. Uh, John Moody. Has put in his request, uh, sesame chicken with pork fried rice on the buffet. Mm. I love uh, some Asian, some Americanized Asian food is right up my alley. Uh, Also, John went to the breaker on Wednesday. Chandler, guess what? He got his wings extra crispy. How do you like them? Just like, how do you like them now? I like my. It was on point, he says. I like my wings crispy and I like my Bud Light next crispy next all right so there is that uh we have had steve says all turf and no surf you know what Let's throw some shrimpies up there too this thing just keeps growing maybe get you know that pasta that you like from familia oh dear how about last time i went to familia so i usually get like the linguine alfredo sausage. with sausage and shrimps well, this time I had the sausage, I had the shrimps, I had the Alfredo, but my pasta, I sometimes you got to treat yourself. It was an upcharge that I was willing to pay. Went with the tortellini, Ooh. which is like, you know, stuffed. And dude, it it blew my mind. It made my, my tummy smile. So check that out. All right. We have talked all food and Bud Light next so far. Next. On this show. I believe that you have to say next every time we go to break. I believe I can fly. Do you believe that you can touch the sky? I think so. I'll tell you who can. Feldbelt, R.J. Felton, mm-hmm. and the Pirates mm-hmm. will be flying and trying to touch the sky on Saturday, 6 o'clock, when they take on the SMU Mustangs. We do not have a line for that game yet. Yesterday, I said SMU minus seven and a half. Y'all thought I was low. You still think I'm low? I'm still trying to think what I said. Did I take it to double digits? I think I said 10. Okay, well, what do you say right now? 10. All right. Uh, I don't think they'll make the line. They won't make the line that high. I like the Pirates' chances tomorrow. I'm still feeling good about it. We're healthy, right? As far as I know. I mean, that we got... Is J.J. Miles good to go? Who was missing in that uh no, oh, did he play the other night? I don't think so. Right. So who was missing the Tulane game? It Obviously Suggs. Rob- Robinson White had an illness. Tremont was out. I mean, that was huge. We didn't even really know that at tip off. No. We didn't I didn't find out till like eight minutes into the game. Yeah, it was, like, where's it was, Tremont? No, I remember you mentioning like yeah. as Robinson White touched the floor and I was like, I'm pretty sure he has not all game long. And then that's when we found out that uh, somebody commented, maybe it was John Moody that said that he was battling an illness, a non-COVID illness. So, but he was back for uh, the uh, Tulsa game on Tuesday night. So, but yeah, I mean, 
you're, you're without Suggs, Robinson White, and J.J. Miles against Tulane. That's just tough. And it doesn't help that Tulane was just knocking everything down, too. But Pirates got a road win on Tuesday, and they're ready to get back at it tomorrow night at 6 o'clock. John Moody has giving a spoiler for the game tomorrow. Pirates 75-73. to 73. I could see it. I could see it happening. I hope uh, it's a good, fun crowd in Menchie's Coliseum coming up Saturday at 6 o'clock. All right, let's look at the baseball slate for uh, for next week. Talk uh, a lot of ECU baseball on the show next week, getting you ready for the season, including with our uh, players from the ECU baseball team and Cliff Godwin coming up on Monday. Pirates will get underway um, almost exactly a week away, 4 o'clock next Friday when they take on Bryant. Do you remember... I do. Facing off against Bryant. In the Charlottesville Regional. First game. I remember, because East Carolina was the three seed, right? And Bryant was the two, I think. William and Mary was also in that regional. Bill and him. Um, But Bryant, going into the game, all we heard about was how they hit uh, all these home runs. They hit a tremendous amount of dingers that season. But the Pirates were able to knock them off, knock off Virginia, and then uh, knock off William and Mary to win that Charlottesville Regional. Bryant will be here. All those games, by the way, Friday at 4, Saturday at 2, Sunday at 1, will be available on ESPN Plus if you're out of the area. But if you're around here, let's get over to uh, Clark Leclerc Stadium. Awesome number of season tickets sold, but still uh, some room for walk-ups and all you jungle folks. Uh, we will uh, be enjoying some baseball this time next week. Pirates will be on the road at Campbell and then they play that series with North Carolina. Yeah, I was looking at that. That's kind of weird. It was going to be home neutral away. It was going to be Chapel Hill. Yeah, it was going to be Chapel Hill, then Durham, I believe, and then Greenville. And then Now that, it's Chapel Hill, Chapel Hill, Greenville. Exactly. So there will be one game. Uh, but that'll be a four-game stretch where they play North Carolina and Duke uh, that weekend and then Duke on Tuesday. That Sunday when we played the Tar Heels at home that will be a four o'clock first pitch on a Sunday that feels kind of weird right usually those Sunday games are like around one o'clock oh yeah so that will be a four o'clock first pitch for that baseball game all right uh so we got baseball coming up next week softball update Shirley softball Shirley have you been keeping up with what's going on start of the season this uh, today the Pirates got down three nothing to the Georgetown Hoyas. Last I saw, it was three to two. Surely, they've what tied do we got? It, they've tied it at four all in the. They're in extra innings right now. They actually tied it in the top of the seventh to force the extra innings. Currently, ECU has the bases loaded with Bailey Ledvina at bat with one out. So they're uh, poised to uh, hopefully, if they can get a couple of runs here and shut out Georgetown. And the uh, bottom of the eighth, a walk away with a win. They lost earlier today. They got shut out by Purdue seven nothing. So uh, still working on that uh, first win. What in the world are you doing? It's Do you the have, era like, of the wink. It's the era the of the wink, Shirley. We're winking. It's the you, wink era. I thought you had a tick in your face or something. I didn't know what was going on. I've been doing it for five minutes, <laughs> and now I'm, my eye hurts. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was trying to look and, and try to give you some information. I, I know. And, and all next I thing wanted I you know, to do was look at me. Look at me. I look at me. <laughs> look, look, look. You know what, Shirley? Um, that kind of bummed me out. I forgot they played earlier and lost to Purdue. But yeah, but they have a chance to win this one. Like I said, bases loaded, one and one count, top of the eighth, one out. All right. Keep us posted, if you will, on the Buccaneer Music Hall scoreboard presented by Da Buck. Da Buck. 
So softball, we'll see what they're playing this weekend. They are on the road. They'll be home next weekend. So we'll have a lot going on uh, next weekend here in Greenville. Yeah, I think this this tournament is called the Kickin' Chicken Classic. That it is. Okay. And then they'll be home next weekend, um, which kind of sucks because I'll miss it. They I'll have Georgetown again tomorrow at 10 a.m., Purdue at 12.30 on Saturday, and then play Coastal 12.30 on You're, Sunday. It is now 5-4 to four East Carolina. Did we, uh, are we, we the home team? We are the away team. So All right, well, let's add to it. Yeah. Let's get so, some uh, Bases are still loaded, still one out. And uh, so, yeah. All right. So you said you were going to miss uh, – one week in the EC softball because you're going to be playing softball. A lot right. of softball. A lot of softball. I'm going to play wow. probably nine to ten games in two days. You know what's crazy? That's crazy. Have it is. It's nuts. Have y'all ever uh, failed a softball before? <laughs> Not so soft. Not soft. It's hard. I mean, who named that? <laughs> Maybe they should call it hardball. <laughs> <laughs> and that's the kind of stuff you get right here on Pirate Radio Live. Especially on a Friday. All right, everybody, uh, get your wink on. The wink, trying to get, get his... Get your wink on. The, <laughs> get your wink on. Get your, get your wink on. Trying to be uh, get his first win as the head coach of the ECU Softball Pirates. We had him in studio last Friday. Winking away. And we were just uh, winking at one another. <laughs> hey, good luck this year. <laughs> hey, y'all are going to be good this year, right? We had talked about wink, so wink. that. So <laughs> we did do it, it. A lot of winking and pointing. Is that pretty much how it went? Yep, you got it. <laughs> All right, my eye really does bother me now. Uh, next Friday, Colgate, Wagner, and Rutgers will be in town for the Pirate Clash. Shirley, are you more of a fan of the Pirate Clash or the Pirate Invitational, which will be going on the following week? Oh, by the way, there's the Purple Gold Invitational coming up in March. For baseball or well, softball? This is all softball. We're running out of names okay, for our all right, invitations. Okay, all right, all right. So... It, for the Pirate Clash, who do we have? Wagner, Colgate, Rutgers. Okay. Pirate Invitational. Gardner-Webb, Villanova, Fairleigh Dickinson. Purple Gold Invitational. Ryder, Bryant, Moorhead State. Uh, I'm going to go with the Rutgers. Uh, what is that? The Pirate Clash. Rutgers, Colgate, and uh, Make that 6-4 to four East Carolina. Pour it on. Boom! As they force to walk. Boom! So we're still bases loaded, one out. Look, if we all wink together, just the, the vibe. I can't wink because if I try to wink, it, it ends up being a both eye wink. I'm going to go to my left now because my right one's starting to uh, hurt. Can I? Wait, if we all just think of the like the, doing good. the vibes and the moment <laughs> now when you say something it all sounds sarcastic when you well, wink right after it yeah well Chandler, when uh, i try to I'm wink so, it sounds so it feels sorry. more like i've got something in my eye as opposed to just being all seductive or whatever chandler you uh i like your outfit today <laughs> <laughs> hey you're doing a good job hosting the show <laughs> <laughs> oh boy we have fun uh let's see anything else before we take a break and talk to the prop queen epstein uh, do the hornets play tonight hornets ah they no, play man. they play at 12 and 43 detroit if they don't win tonight there's issues all right is it the Wait, first who, who are they playing the pistons i mean there really is issues because I mean, they're, they're, they've lost six in a, in a row. Is Montrez Harrell playing tonight? That was my question. I was going to ask. We got a Is lot it of the questions. debut of Montrez Harrell. We got no answers. A lot of questions, no answers. 
Uh, so that's going on tonight on the Buccaneer Music Hall scoreboard. Pirate Hoops tomorrow. More Pirate Softball on the road tomorrow. Super Bowl Sunday. We'll talk a lot about that throughout the show and with our next guest who, uh, and our first guest, Ariel Epstein, who will join us on the other side of this timeout. Don't forget, Free Beer Friday. Today we're giving away Bud Light Next. Next. Zero Carbs Super Crisp Light Beer from Bud Light. We'll be giving away a 12-pack of that in hour number three. A lot more to go on Pirate Radio Live. Back with you after this. Listening to Hour One of Pirate Radio Live. Do you need custom t shirts, apparel, or promotional items for your business, organization, or event? Keep it local. Print it local with University Sportswear. Contact them today at University Sportswear ENC.com. Now back to the show. Welcome back. Uh, need some beer for the weekend? The Jarvis Street Bottle Shop near Christie's Euro Pub is a specialty shop selling craft, domestic, and import brews along with wine and growlers. The Bottle Shop offers monthly beer and wine tastings featuring rotating North Carolina craft breweries along with live music and discounts. Stop by Tuesday through Sunday or check out the Jarvis Street Bottle Shop on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. And as we head back into the show clip, I'll give you a quick uh, Buck scoreboard update. Uh, we are now in the bottom of the eighth inning. East Carolina is still leading Georgetown 6-4. to four. Uh, They have done the... Uh, I guess you could say the sudden death situation where they will put a runner at second. Oh, uh, yeah. That runner that. has advanced to third, but there is one out. So if East Carolina can hold on here, they'll walk away with uh, Coach Wink's first win of the season. Wink it up. And uh, they have just gotten, uh, actually, that uh, runner has scored. So it's now 6 5 Georgetown. However, there are two outs. 6 5 ECU. What did I say? 6-5 Georgetown. Yeah, what I said. Anyway, 6-5 um, ECU. All right. I'm joking. Um, but that is your Buck scoreboard uh, brought to you by the Buck. Join the Buck for the biggest Super Bowl party in town. The Buck has 15-foot 4K TV screens with over 18 TVs. with uh, And you surely will not miss any of the action. They'll also have live music following surely. the big game. What? Surely. What? Surely. You yeah. surely will not miss the action. Uh, don't call me Shirley. The Buccaneer Music Hall is your beacon of music in the land of the pirates in eastern North Carolina with live music seven days a week. Now back to you, Clip. Da I ran out of mu- music. Da Buck. Da Buck. Softball Shirley is going on a softball trip uh, next week. We'll talk more about that. I'll be documenting that, by All right. the way. Good. So we'll have a little bit of a pirate radio behind the scenes uh, deal. Pirate radio on the road. Pirate Radio on the road, Live yes. from Tampa. Live from Tampa, Florida. Tampa, Florida. Let's uh, check in on the athletic prowess of our next guest. Uh, she is a friend of the show, doing big things. She is Ariel Epstein joining us here to talk Super Bowl 56. Ariel with Yahoo Sportsbook. Uh, Ariel, uh, tell us about your athletic background. Did you play anything in high school or growing up? I was a gymnast for most of my life, and then following gymnastics, I did some tennis, 
unfortunately, because of so much gymnastics my whole life, I really didn't get too into contact sports. I tried softball a year, but I started it in middle school. By the time that I hit the field, those windmills were coming at me at like 50 miles an hour. I said, no, nah, I'm going back to individual sports. There you go. Control what you can control in your individual sports. I like that. All right, Ariel. Um, how about the matchup in general? I've said all along that I like the kind of randomness of it. You got some new teams, even though the Rams were there a few years ago. It, it still feels different. There's no Patriots, Chiefs, Brady. So I like that aspect of this game. How about you, uh, the matchup uh, overall? The matchup's okay. I feel like it still could have been a bit better i know the bengals fan base is going to show up the rams don't really have much of a fan base this is the problem when you decide to keep moving teams around in sports i just don't see this being one of the more exciting memorable super bowls i always hope that they prove me wrong this just doesn't have that flair to it at least not to me i'm sure people huh. feel differently i i understand the how much you like that there's not a big name necessarily it's not one of the main players, but the storylines are great, and that's what I'm going to stick with. It's still the Super Bowl. It's still awesome. I just don't see this being one of those memorable games that we'll talk about for forever. All right, let's talk uh, props, Ariel. Let's start with the quarterbacks. As you mentioned, that you've got the storylines there with Burrow in year two. He's turned the whole franchise around in a hurry. He's got his buddy Jamar Chase, and then Matt Stafford, went from a, a good quarterback in a bad situation, and that was kind of his legacy, to now, if he wins the Super Bowl and you start piling up all those numbers, he, he gets in the Hall of Fame discussions. He could change his whole deal uh, if he wins this thing. So you've got the storylines there. How about the QBs and, and the passing numbers, the over-under touchdowns, anything from the, the quarterbacks in this game you're looking at? I probably am not going to end up betting these markets just because they're very public and very sharp uh, when it comes to how the books book them. I wrote an article on Yahoo Sports where I talked about the passing yards for quarterbacks, receiving yards for wide receivers, and the rushing yards for running backs. They're just so mainstream that the books are so good at be- are so good at booking these already. That's why I go to some other smaller markets. If I had to choose one, though, Cliff, I'm not a huge fan of what Joe Burrow is going to be up against. He's got to face one of the best defensive lines in the league with Aaron Donald and Von Miller coming off two different edges. Whenever he's been up against the top 10 defense when it comes to sacks, Burrow has struggled. He has only gone over 300 passing yards in one of those games. He was sacked five times in five out of the seven games, and he threw a pick in all but one of the games. These top 10 defenses when it comes to pressure are really good against Burrow, and the only reason that I'm staying off the under his passing yards is because the Rams secondary scares me. They're the fourth worst secondary against wide receivers this year, and Burrow has torched those kinds of secondaries. It's just going to come down to how much the pressure really does affect him this upcoming weekend, considering his offensive line allowed the third most sacks this season. Ariel Epstein joining us, so if you you're not playing the receivers, running backs. How about tight ends? Do they come into the equation here? Because you have two banged up yet very talented tight ends in this game, Ariel. That's the unfortunate part, that they're banged up. Yeah. If they weren't, if Tyler Higby, the Rams tight end, was healthy, I would be all over his props. The Bengals have been atrocious against tight ends all year. They allow the fifth most receiving yards to the position. There have been major tight ends that have gone off against them. Travis Kelsey just did it last week. 
Mark Andrews of the Ravens, Darren Waller of the Raiders. There are a bunch of tight ends that are a little bit higher on the list than Higby for sure. Just Higby has been that player that's really stepped up this season and come up in really clutch spots. He always needs to come through when he's up against the defense that struggles against tight ends. I would love his props if he's remotely healthy. Ariel Epstein joining us. Ariel, how much do you get involved with the non-sports props? Uh, they go on the, the toss, the anthem, the Gatorade, the, you know, who does the MVP think, all that stuff. Are you are you sticking to sports or do you get into to that stuff during the Super Bowl? No, nah, I don't get into that stuff just because I want to be able to cap what I can actually cap. <laughs> yeah. You can't cap any of this unless Zach Maskovich is standing outside <laughs> the stadium. This doesn't happen. Do we have do you have anybody out in uh California that's timing the anthem like Zach was last year in Tampa? It's so funny how much of a legend Zach because <laughs> I just wish people knew his name to associate. All they do is call him really mean things when they associate <laughs> with how he got the bets all pulled off of sports for the anthem. <laughs> yeah, I, he's a legend, and also I kind of feared for his life with all these uh, these sharps that wanted to make some money on that, but they can't do it now. So that was hilarious that uh, our old friend Zach Maskovich was in the headlines this time last year. All right, Ariel. So uh, I don't anything else uh, prop wise, team uh, player, anything else you're looking at for Sunday? Yeah, a couple of props. I I actually figured out finally what my top two props are. Well, I have a few that I do like also that are uh, a little bit more unique and something I haven't bet and you'd only get them for the Super Bowl. So I'll start with those. The unique bet that you don't get aside for in Super Bowl is I got both kickers to kick a field goal for 35 or more yards. Matt Gay doesn't kick from far the Rams kicker. However, in all the home games this year, he has kicked a field goal for over 35 yards. As for Evan McPherson, the Bengals kicker, he's just been phenomenal. He's 12 for 12 in field goals in the playoffs, and he's kicked a field goal at this distance, I mean, a bunch of times this year. I like for both of them to kick over 35 yards. And the thing is, the longest kick is 47 and a half, but you could get them both down to 35 as long as they both, of course, have to kick one. It's not just one kick, now it's two. Hmm. I also like over one and a half field goals on Evan McPherson. As I mentioned, he has been so great this postseason, 12 for 12. He's also kicked in four different indoor stadiums, and in three out of the four, he's gone over one and a half field goals. My other prop that I like is on the Rams side, and I like the Rams wide receiver Van Jefferson over 17 and a half yards on his longest catch. He's gone over this number in 13 of his last 15 games. The only reason that last year, he, at last week, he didn't go over the number was because he was hurt in the first half. Then in the second half, he came back in, played the entire game. It's just his quarterback, Matt Stafford, threw him atrocious, uncatchable balls. Van Jefferson's good for a deep ball each game. He catches two to three. I love Van Jefferson's longest reception. Ariel, uh, you stick with what works. You love these longest reception props. So what do you think your, your record is on those this season? You were good on those. Oh, that's a good question. Um, I, You know, it's funny. I keep records of everything overall, and I'll keep records of each individual sport. Yeah. I don't keep records of each individual prop, so that's something I'll have to get back to you on. We need an aerial tracker out there uh, because that longest reception, I know I've tailed you on some of those this year. They've been good. They're good if you get the right spots, and sometimes I've been burned by the number one receivers, Jamar Chase being one of them, where I think that I'm getting a longest reception prop, and then he ends up with a catch that's a yard or two shorter oh, yeah. prop, and he goes off for 100-something receiving yards. Those are the risks that you take. 
it's guys like Van Jefferson who don't get a lot of receptions. They just are your deep threat. I mean, Van Jefferson has the second most 20-plus yard catches on the rounds behind Cooper Cup this year. Uh, Ariel, it was an exciting day yesterday with the NBA trade deadline. The problem is for you and people who do what you do, I saw that there was a lot of confusion about NBA props last night. Who's playing? Uh, who's on a plane? Who's got to go through a physical you know, before they can join the team? So there might still be some of that going on tonight. So uh, are you staying away uh, from the NBA tonight? I'm staying away. It's just it, these next couple of weeks are going to be really difficult. Now it's my day off, so I'm allowed to stay away today. <laughs> I wasn't off. I would have to just find something. It's difficult though. Yesterday was a really rough day because we record our videos in the morning. The deadline, of course, was in the afternoon. Yeah. There were trades that happened in between the editing time that my producer was editing the video. I said, oh my gosh, please don't get traded. And fortunately, I had a Luka Doncic prop, not a Chris Porzingis prop. Luckily, we already knew Porzingis was out, so there was no way to confuse that. Uh, I just didn't realize he was going to get traded. It was a crazy, crazy day yesterday. And honestly, just if you're betting the NBA, I'm going to be doing this too in the next couple of weeks. Just decrease your unit, unit size because... With the All-Star break coming up next week, a lot of players are going to be sitting out. Even if it's not a player that you're betting, everyone around them in the rotation affects how they play. You have to make sure that the person that sits out that week leading into the All-Star game isn't going to affect your player. Then coming out of the All-Star break, they're kind of slumping because they just had a break. And then they're getting used to their new teammates that just came over from trades. The next couple of weeks in the NBA are the toughest to get a grasp on. That's why I'm going to decrease unit size for the next few weeks. All right, good insight from Ariel Epstein joining us today. Ariel, if people uh, obviously can follow you on Twitter at Ariel Epstein. I I think you said you're trying to get your Instagram numbers up too. What's that uh, name? Ari Epps on Instagram. I'm really trying. I think I'm like one follower away from 6,000 followers. All right, let's get that number up. And uh, how else can people follow uh, what you're doing, Ariel? Make sure to download the Yahoo Sports app and sports.yahoo.com. It's where we're posting all of our articles and our different videos and the Yahoo Sportsbook Twitter as well for the Super Bowl on Sunday. It'll be awesome and so much different insight that we're going to be providing for props, sides, totals, etc. Ariel, great stuff. Uh, appreciate you joining us as always. And how, where are you? How are you watching the Super Bowl? You got a big party? What are you doing? Something with Yahoo? What are you doing? I actually have this promoter who's in the city that got us a table. Me and a few friends at a bar called Three Ten Bowery. So it's gonna be fun. Awesome. Well, uh, enjoy. And uh, I still can't believe sometimes the life you live when I see pictures of you and Stu Finer and. Uh, what a what a wild, crazy existence you have, Ariel. Awesome. Oh, my gosh. If he was at your Trivia Nights clip, it would just be an absolute disaster. <laughs> you're hanging out with Mincy. You're hanging out with Stu. I mean, you're you're living the dream. Thanks so much. I'm all, right. all started in eastern North Carolina. See you, Ariel. Enjoyed it. Thanks, Cliff. Good luck. All right. There is Ariel Epstein, the prop queen, joining us. Uh, used to rub elbows with myself and... Maskovich, and now she's hanging out with Stu Finer and Ben Mintz, uh, Chandler. What a life. You're a huge Stu fan. I am a huge <laughs> Stu Finer fan. I am a Stu stan. And like once every two weeks, you'll see a picture, uh, a selfie of Ariel and Stu just hanging out.
Stu Finer celebrating his father's 85th birthday today. Wow, what a legend. All right. And before we go to break, congratulations to ECU softball. They picked up their first win of the season, 6-5 to five over Georgetown and uh, in eight innings. Hey, Alan hey. Iverson. Hey, buddy. Hey, Patrick hey, buddy. Ewing. Yeah, hey, buddy. Hey, Dikembe Mutombo. Tell, tell him, Clip. Tell him. You got. You just got winked. You just got winked, brother. You just got winked. The first win in the wink era. And guess what? You can't spell win. Wait. You, <laughs> you can't spell. You, you can't spell wink without win. You totally dang it. Just tank that. Like, you can't spell I like where you're wink going. Yeah. Without you, win. I like that. I like that. In fact, uh, hurry up and tweet that out before I take it from him. <laughs> He's on it. The wink. Picking up win number one. We're back with the big man on campus, Jeff Nadeau, right after this. Listening to Hour One of Pirate Radio Live. Do you need custom t shirts, apparel, or promotional items for your business, organization, or event? Keep it local. Print it local with University Sportswear. Contact them today at University Sportswear ENC.com. Now back to the show. Welcome back. Vacation spots are right here in our very own backyard. You can take a trip to a state park and enjoy traditional camping, RV space, and cabins that can be rented with Wi Fi. And if you're by a lake, be sure to check out the opportunities to rent a canoe or kayak and get out on the water. Your next adventure is right around the corner. For more information, please visit ncstateparks.gov. Now let's head back into PRL. Here's Clip. All right, we're winking it up. Shane Winkler, head coach of ECU softball, getting his first win as the Pirate head coach. So everybody out there, wink it up. Somebody sent me uh, Rich on Twitter. Send me a picture of a drink, a beverage called Wink. It says Canada Dry, and it looks very old. It's a very old bottle. I've never heard nor tasted Wink, the drink, but I'm going to have to try to find that now. All right, Super Bowl Sunday on tap. If you're out and about, you can hear the game right here on Pirate Radio. we got Pirate Hoops coming up uh, 6 o'clock, Minji's Coliseum on Saturday. We'll talk about that as well. With the big man on campus, Jeff Nadewey joins us today on Pirate Radio Live. Big man, how you doing? Good, how are you? I'm good. Uh, big news yesterday. James Harden traded to the 76ers. Please credit Jeff Nadeau. Circa, I guess, what, 2020, Jeff? You've been calling this one for a while now. Yeah, just really waiting for it to happen. I think we all thought when Daryl Morey came to Philadelphia, it was going to be Truman that would try to get James Harden and him back together. And he was able to do it. Um, and this is really an end to the process. You know, this was a long time. It's been a long time coming. And, you know, now it's time to go win. Um, you know, I've been really kind of just out on this team for a while. Just a lot of it was run the right way. And you're know, good for them for finally creating a new start here, giving Joel Embiid a star around him. And I'm really excited to see how it all works out. We're going to find out tonight. Uh, in the first game, the Harden won't play, but I think there's going to be a palpable buzz in Philly. I know there already is. People are excited, and uh, I'm looking forward to it. It's time to win now. Jeff, I have not looked. I'll look it up as we speak. What? How did yesterday's move moves impact 
the odds for winning the East, winning the NBA title. Have you looked at that movement at all uh, after uh, what Philly did yesterday and what Brooklyn did yesterday? Yeah, it came down pretty considerably. Sixers, six and a half to one to win it. I mean, I, I think they're going to be right near the Bucks. you know, two teams that are the best teams in the East. And, and James Harden obviously gives this team a great, uh, you know, score and, and really someone that can do everything. The, the whole thing is as well is you're able to keep Batiste Thibault, you're able to keep Tyrese Maxey. Uh, you still have, um, you know, some of the young talent that you wanted to retain. Now you do lose uh, Seth Curry, who you know, was a good player for this team, a good shooter. You lose Andre Drummond, but um, that can all be made up with James Harden. And uh, I'm really looking forward to it. I think they're still going to grab a buyout candidate, whoever that will be at guard, whether it's Goran Dragic or whoever. So I, I think, um, I think, yeah, they're going to be right towards the top of the, the pile. And uh, in the East, uh, they're right there at number one. Jeff Nadeau, big man on campus, joining us here on Pirate Radio Live, talking to us some NBA. We'll switch gears. We'll let's go to college hoops, and then we'll get to the Super Bowl. The Pirates, uh, East Carolina, Jeff, were in a long losing streak. Looked like they were about to throw in the towel on this season, but they go on the road. They they beat a struggling Tulsa team, so beating Tulsa, no reason to throw a parade. But anytime you win a road game in your East Carolina, we're going to celebrate it. So it was good to see them get back in the win column. Now they play back at home Saturday against SMU. SMU just beat Houston for Houston's first loss in the American. So Pirates will be an underdog here. I kind of like that SMU won the other night. Maybe you can catch uh, SMU on a letdown. But uh, I guess, generally speaking, Houston is going to get in the NCAA tournament. SMU is going to play a string of must-win games really starting on Saturday, right? What do, what do you think about the Mustangs and, and their resume, Jeff, uh, for a chance to make it as an at-large this year? Uh, I don't think it's as inviting as some of the other teams. This is not a league where every night you're playing a quad one team. You know, if you're in the Big Ten or SEC, you can have that uh, luck, but you, you don't. I mean, this is also a team that lost to Loyola Marymount. Uh, they lost to Missouri. Um, they really don't have that many quality wins outside of the Houston game. I mean, their best win outside of that, you know, I guess, is Dayton, uh, Memphis. I mean, nothing crazy. So, yeah, for, for SMU, it's all about, you know, going on the road and, and not losing games. Um, they've still got another game against Memphis, another game against Houston. Um, you know, the goal is just keep winning. But that's not to say this won't be a sleepy spot. A couple of days later in uh, Minji's Coliseum, as you said, you know, you know, East Carolina, a good defensive team. They got Suggs back. You know, they're they're going to be a, a thorn in the side to SMU. And you know, this is an SMU team that threw out the Tim Jankovic era has not ever had any consistency. So, you know, they win. Yeah, they should. But. Do I win in like three-plus possessions, probably? No. Pirates upset the Mustangs a couple years ago in Minji's. They'll try to do the same Saturday at 6 o'clock. Uh, one top 25 matchup tonight in college hoops, Jeff, and that would be the Yukon uh, Huskies taking on Xavier. Right now, the Big East, you got Xavier and Yukon ranked right at the uh, tail end of the AP Top 25 poll, 24 and 25. Shaka Smarts, Marquette, Golden Eagles are ranked, as is Providence, Villanova. You've got Creighton, Seton Hall. Uh, so it's uh, – I don't know. How, how do you look at the the Big East this year? Is there – is Providence better than the rest? Is Nova the best team? How do you, you handicap the Big East going into uh, February here? Uh, I don't handicap it. I don't bet this conference. I think it's a complete coin flip every night. I think there are 
are just a bunch of average teams here. Uh, as far as this game, I have no idea. I, I really become kind of off on this conference. I, I don't think there's any consistency with it. I guess maybe outside of Providence. Um, it's a tough game. I would say, Clip, uh, I guess tonight, go home. You have a dog. I write Xavier on a piece of paper and write uh, <laughs> on the other and see which one the dog picks. And that's who I'd pick in this game. Well, Jeff, I mean, is it not that way across the entire landscape? Maybe not as dramatic as the Big East, but like with the portal and the parody, I feel like it's that way night in, night out. You really. And this is why you're good at what you do. You dig deep and, and find those edges. But, man, it, it just seems like, you know, everything's a coin flip in the college basketball today. Uh, I, I I get what you're saying. I just think this one's an even bigger one. Yeah. I don't know. There's just a lot of teams that are very similar. I, I just – I find it hard. I haven't had a lot of luck with it, too, and that, that could be why. But, yeah, um, yeah I don't know. I, it's just something about the Big East that I just find – completely uninviting do you uh you like anything on tonight's slate i hadn't really looked at it yet jeff uh looks like not a ton of headline games but uh anything you like mountain west uh a10 any action tonight i'm pretty much skipping this card i played yeah. state a little bit i think milwaukee's quit but there's only 12 games on the card outside of the one we talked about earlier um i, I think it's one of those where you turn the page maybe go out and have dinner with the wife or, or whoever and uh you know worry about saturday Jeff Nadeau joining us. Get ready for a big Saturday in hoops and a big Sunday with Super Bowl Sunday. Jeff, you said at the outset of the playoffs that the Rams were the best team and and we're going to win this thing. That could come to fruition on Sunday night. So uh, th- there's that. You, do you still you like the Rams to to win this game Sunday, Jeff? Is that right? Yeah, I do. I think they win uh, like thirty-one twenty-one. I just think you know, look, they've unloaded the entire future to uh, to win now, and generally those teams are, are, are you know get the job done. It just seems like a game where I think you know Bengals are just getting a little too much respect. Look, I think Joe Burrow's terrific. He's had a great season. You know, the Bengals are a nice story, but I don't know. This just seems like look, it's not David versus Goliath. I mean, the Bengals have a shot, but uh, the Rams are just bigger, faster, and I just think better overall. They're at home. Um, you know, I think Jalen Ramsey really locks down and kind of all due respect to Jamar Chase kind of puts him in his place a little bit. Look, Jamar's a good player, but Jalen Ramsey's on another level. That pass rush, you got Cooper Cup, you got Odell Beckham, you got a run game, you got a, a veteran quarterback who's, you know, just kind of waited his whole career for this. So I think for me, it's um, kind of putting the Bengals in their place. Look, I have them at 40 to 1 to win the Super Bowl. I have the Rams as well. I'm going to make money regardless. Yeah. Look, I'd love the Bengals to win. I don't think they will, though. Uh, I think this, as I said, I think it's a 31-21 type of game. All right, Jeff, uh, I always bring this up with you. What Do you have a, a John Bon Jovi uh, um, prop for us this year? I call it that because I think it was one of the first years we had you on Pirate Radio. We were talking Super Bowl, and you said, Clip, there's a prop. Will John Bon Jovi be shown in Robert Kraft's box? And you said, take yes and, and run it to the bank. And sure enough, uh, his face popped up in Robert Kraft's box. So uh, I, I'll always remember that prop, Jeff. Do you have anything uh, kind of off the wall for us this year? What are you looking at? Yeah, they call those novelty props. Um, do I have one of those this year? Um, you know, I've done a little research on this one. Look, guys, I know it's weird. Guys and girls, it's weird. But I did a little research. The bets offered. I played it. Um, Mickey Guyton, she's singing national anthem, I believe. Yeah. Okay. Um, I have no idea who Mickey Guyton is. Neither do I. Shirley, who is Mickey Guyton? Nope, she doesn't know. She's already. Okay. All right. Yeah, it looks like she's a uh, 
some kind of country music singer. Uh. I don't know. Um, but uh, I'm, if you, you keep in mind, it's nice weather. It's L.A., okay? It's the media capital of the world. It's Everybody's famous. You're probably saying, what are you getting at here? Well, I've seen a lot of pictures of Miss Guyton. And let's just say, Clip, she likes to show off some features occasionally. Uh, I'm Google imaging her as we speak. I think I know what you're talking about. Yes. It's Will Mickey Guyton show cleavage during the anthem. Yes, minus 155. I played that. Um, It's become pretty obvious. Look at all the award shows she's been at. She shows cleavage. Uh, It's going to be nice weather. Um, Why not uh, not have some fun? She's young. She's hip. She's interesting. I think she shows her figure off. Let's just say that. What a! This is why we have Nadeau on the show. Uh, and as I'm looking at these pictures, a lot of cleavage. There are a couple where she is in long sleeves, but I love that you you think ahead. Weather, uh, L.A. It's going to be nice, so probably short sleeves. What a bet, Jeff. This could be. Uh, this could... Mind clip uh, <laughs> on Sunday in L.A. It's supposed to be 87 degrees. Oh man, yeah, you got to throw the sleeves off for that. So. Yeah. I love this. That's fantastic. Uh, anything on the field, Jeff, or, or around the game uh, prop-wise that you really love for Sunday? Yeah, look, so I've played a lot of Cooper Cup over. Uh, obviously, it's high. Um, you know, it's 105 and a half, but, I mean. We were saying, Jeff, can you even make that number too high? Like, everything seems low when you look at his stuff, you know? That's the thing. If it's 109 and a half, I'm playing it. I'd probably stop at, like, one. 15-ish, but like, yeah. I mean, 142 against the Niners, 183 against the Bucks, 118 against the Niners. You know, you look at this defense, it's it's not great. Uh, I think that the, the Bengals are a nice team, but defensively, I don't think they're great. Uh, I think the offensive line for the Rams is good enough. We're going to see a lot of passes in this game. I think Cooper Cup, longest reception, over 28 and a half, around that 30 number is good as well. Um, it, I think it's going to be a big day for Cooper Cup. I don't mind maybe taking a shot with an MVP. Clip, if he has a, a, a 11 receptions, 156 yards, he's the MVP. Okay, it's that simple. Uh, I think that's a pretty decent prop as well. Um, one um, that's kind of interesting here, um, will there be a 100-yard rusher? Um, it, 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 you have to lay a number. I'm going to go no. Um, Jeff, I did a uh, question Wednesday night sports trivia. There's only been three 100-yard rushers since, like, 2012. Frank Gore, Marshawn Lynch, and Damian Williams, I want to say, are the only three 100-yard rushers, like, in the last 15 years of the Super Bowl. Right. So, you keep in mind, what what has Joe Mixon played? What, 18, 19 games? He's only gotten to 100 yards in three of them, and all three of them came against teams – uh, where they were either up by 20-plus points or bottom five defense rushing-wise. So yeah. I don't see that happening. And as far as Cam Akers, I don't know. I just don't think he's going to be a real focal point of this offense. Um, you know, again, I think you're obviously dealing with the, the concern that, like, let's say this game's out of hand and somehow, you know, Cam Akers gets, you know, garbage time and just breaks a big run or something. But I, I'll take my shot there. I think this is a price that I'm willing to lay. I don't think we see a ton of uh, rushes involved in this game. I like that. No 100-yard rusher, big day for Cup, and Mickey Guyton will show cleavage during the National Anthem. Another one, uh, real quick. Yeah, go ahead. Um, there's a wild prop, and I have to give um, one of the Action Network people that, uh, credit for this. I saw they posted it. What coach will call timeout first? Mm-hmm. Uh, you look at Sean McVay. According to a guy, Michael Lopez, he conducts these studies on – different things 
He did a study on timeouts being called by coaches, and according to his findings, Sean McVay leads the NFL with 2.9 unnecessary timeouts per game. Wow. He's very liberal in how he uses his timeouts. Interesting. Um, so that's kind of interesting. Uh, you know, maybe take a shot. Numbers don't lie. I like it. That's uh, doing the research and following the right people. Jeff Nadeau joining us. Uh, all the college basketball games broken down on his patreon uh, patreon.com slash bmoc also if you're into mob history you can download the sit down podcast and get all those episodes right now jeff uh how are you watching the super bowl you uh hanging with friends family watching alone going out what do you do for super bowl sunday yeah my parents usually host a little party we'll have some good food a friend or two of mine will be there uh you know just kind of hang out uh I'm sure, you know, that's kind of what most people do. Yeah. It's still kind of cold. It's actually pretty nice around here, though. So I'm sure Sunday will be nice. And, uh, you know, I'm looking forward to it. I mean, the halftime show should be decent as well. Kind of some of the people that I enjoy. I will say, Clip, artists to perform first, got to go ladies first. Mary J., the king of uh, the queen of R&B. Um, she's not a good actress, but she's a great singer. I'm searching for a little real love. That sounds great. Uh, you know, Mary J, give her the shot. Legendary female singer. Then we go right into Snoop, Dre, Eminem. Finish it off with Kendrick Lamar, the young kid, the young strapper. He waits to the end. Mary J Blige plus one seventy five to perform first. What's the four one one? An album that I owned in the early nineties. I'm going down was one of my favorite uh, tunes on that by Mary J Blige. Yeah. So I'm a fan. Uh, listen, Mary Mary J, uh, one of my favorites. Uh, 51, I mean, it's never looked better. Uh, good for her. Uh, shout out to the Bronx. Shout out to Mary J. By the way, Clip, not a good actress. She's in the show Power. She's not good. I've never seen that. Yeah. Uh, a great singer. Great singer. Real love. You know, Be Without You. you know, family Affair. Come on. <laughs> Come on. I was. Uh, we'll wrap it up, Jeff. I was up in your uh, neck of the woods uh, somewhat going over the Delaware Bridge. Story for you. What's that? The Delaware Bridge? <laughs> Story. I tell you about yeah, yeah. I'm definitely afraid of that bridge. I will not drive over it. <laughs> we'll we'll save that one for another day. But uh, I think I looked up. Are you um, not to give your complete whereabouts, but where I think you are? I think I was like about an hour and a half away from you in when I was in South Jersey. Does that sound about right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So yeah. One day when I go up there, we'll have to uh, to get together somewhere. What town were you in? Do you know? Uh, it's like, man, all those. T- it's like Upper Deerfield, uh, okay. Elmer, maybe. It's like 45 from Philly, I believe. Okay, yeah. Kind of central, southern. Good I'll time. let you know uh, next time I'm up there, though. But, big man, uh, enjoy the Super Bowl. We'll talk to you next week on Pirate Radio Live. You too. Thanks, guys. All right, buddy. There's uh, Jeff Nadeau joining us. Chandler, you got to get on mic. Chandler, get on mic. I heard you in the background. I'm going down. I'm going down. Yeah. Why? My whole world's upside down. The rain on the window pane. Man, that was a great. How do you know that song? I know it. That is weird that you know that song. Oh, no. I was texting him last night because he told me about a song I needed to look up on YouTube. So I looked it up and then I was like, well, here's a, just because we're sharing music. I said, here's a song that I really like. So I sent him that link and he says, I'm really hooked on Pretty Brown Eyes. Do you remember that song by Mint Breaking Condition? Breaking my heart. 
Pretty brown eyes. Breaking my heart, baby. What is that like? Late 80s, early? Uh, no, that's early, 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 that's early 90s. I think that was a little before me. Okay. Or, well, or, I, 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 no. But as soon as he texted that's about our time. <laughs> <laughs> and he texted me, and I was like, oh my God, how do you know mint condition? Oh, yeah, that TikTok thing that he watches all the time. Well, it's, it's that, that, but I also wow, grew Shirley, up. That was, you sounded like me there. I, that, that was TikTok a, thing. That, that, that TikTok shenanigans you stuff. Like me and Brian North. We talk. No, I mean, but I did because... grow up with parents that kind of got me hooked on that. Yeah. All that. Yeah. Well, but that that was the thing because I was like, that's so early nineties. I was like, how do you even know that song? Chandler's got an old soul. I got an old soul. All right, let's take a time out. We'll come back. When we return, Tony Dunn joins us. We'll He's t- in the house. We'll talk more Super Bowl. I want to dive more into Jeff Nadeau's novelty prop Mickey Guyton will show cleavage during the national anthem we'll talk more about that of course you're gonna dive into that I I never I didn't I've never heard that name Shirley you said you didn't know I, she I was don't. either she and is a singer country there's a country singer I'm not as familiar with country music as I am with other types of music but uh, I love this bet. There's a lot of evidence that points to it being a winner. So uh, we'll dive into that and the game. Oh, and we found Coach Winkler's uh, theme song. We'll tell you what that is when we return. Yes. After this. Chandler can sing it. But like next. Listening to Hour 2 of Pirate Radio Live. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Uh, Winslow's is open Tuesday through Sunday for lunch, dinner, and the famous brunch starting at 10.30 on Sundays. They're located on 5th Street right beside the State Theater, and they have the best selection of beers around. They're also taking Valentine's reservations, and uh, so you can bring your special someone to Winslow's for a fun evening on the town with an exclusive dinner bu- buffet. Now let's head back into PRL. Here is your host, Cliff Rock. All righty, having fun on a Super Friday edition of Pirate Radio Live. Cliff Rock, Shirley Rhodes, CJ Schaefer, Chandler Honeycutt, and Tony Dunn. CarolinaCatChronicles.com. What's up, fellas? The Panthers not in the Super Bowl. The that Commanders not. not in the Super Bowl. The Dolphins and the Steelers all not in the Super Bowl. All. Um, we're just watching question of the day which one of our teams gets to the super bowl fastest the easy answer without doing any thinking would be the steelers but who's their quarterback so yeah that drops them oh dolphins new coach you know what none of us are close to the super nope not at all (laughs) it looks like we're gonna be saying this next year too maybe we should shoot for the playoffs before we talk super bowl or just how about like a competency at this point (laughs) an offense we'll take an offense who can go nine and eight first between our teams all right uh tony we just had jeff nadu on we also had ariel epstein talking super bowl props wager mcgee joins us later with his favorite props did you hear nadu's novelty prop was it uh, Missy Elliott? No, it's not Missy Elliott. <laughs> Who is it? <laughs> Mary J? You're talking about Miss, Missy Misdemeanor Elliott? Yeah. Um, no, well, he talked about Mary J, but before that, Mickey Guyton is singing the national anthem. Do you know who that is? No. All right. Well, that makes everyone here. Do you know who she, You hadn't heard of her? I guess she's a country singer. 
Um, he or she? She is a she. Well, Mickey sounds like a could. Could be a dude. Could, could be a be mouse. Neutral. Identifies as a human, like uh, the Dolphins quarterback uh, coach. That's right. So the prop is, and he said, look, I know this is crazy, but there's a line for it. You can research it, and you can bet on it. So he did. Will Mickey Guyton show cleavage during the national anthem? That is a something you can bet on. He did his research. I did my own. Is she attractive? Yes, she's attractive. Then the answer is yes. But there are a lot of pictures of her. Without cleavage? With cleavage. Uh. With it. But there's a few where she's wearing sleeves, oh, where she's covered up. Oh, yeah. But Jeff went the extra mile, looked at the weather, going to be in the 80s in L.A., which tells you probably no sleeves. Could be She's going to let it all out. Could be a sleeveless. So I love this bet. <laughs> right on. Give me cleavage. C- cleavage. <laughs> when will the Cleveland Browns make the Super Bowl? <laughs> Cleveland Browns. So uh, there's that one, Tony. Uh, do you you don't do all this prop stuff, do you? Well, I mean, I will if I'm invited to do it. <laughs> you, you, you don't have to be invited to everything in your life. Well, then how am I going to? I'm just going to barge in on y'all's prop bet. Tony's a big tag along guy. Um, so what? Where do you usually watch Super Bowl? Do you have a party? No, I kind of. I just uh, depends on the year and the time. Do I, y'all do I'm doing live it stuff? at my house. Uh, we did it last year at my house, and uh, I learned a, ter- a terrible, terrible lesson. And that is when you have kids. Um, we have like the Amazon Fire Sticks all over the place, and we use them in our house as like an intercom system. So you can be like announce blah blah blah, and it'll put it uh, like say it in all the rooms. So we'll say it's dinner time. Come on down, kids. It's awesome. It's an awesome feature. Man, you're like living in the future. Well, it's like the best thing. The only reason you buy all these dang echoes. Well, when you have it plugged into your TV, it also displays the message on the TV. And it stays for like a good fifteen to twenty seconds. So we're in the middle of like a the red zone, a red zone drive, and my kid uses it to, to like call their sister to like get on the Roblox game. It's like <laughs> Madeline, get on the Roblox, and we're all like standing around. Mahomes, back and pass. <laughs> Madeline, get on the Roblox. That's interesting. Yeah. I, I, uh, so, lesson learned yeah. there. Don't have it at my. Don't have it with uh, children around. It's like a Black Mirror episode over at Tony's house with all the technology. You a Black Mirror fan? Mm. You would enjoy that? No way. Why not? Because of that pig episode. See, that's the problem. Get past, if you would have no, but they're not. So they're all different. That's fine. And that's that fine. is that is there. That is a huge mistake. It scarred me. I know. It's scarred. You gotta you gotta go back. They're I not could never watch that again. I don't and I'm in fact skip it. I read about the show before I watched it and they said they're they're all different episodes. They don't have a really string together. And they said, skip the first one, you know, go back to that one later. And that was the best advice that I've ever gotten. It was the most disturbing thing I, I've ever seen in my life. Please, hey, look, what did you say Wednesday? You trust? I, I do. You trust I my do, advice. Uh, I do trust Clip now. He is. He has steered me. He has never steered me wrong. <laughs> he is. Might have taken. I'm like a a bad son, or not a bad son. No, maybe I, a good son. I'm like you're a like a, son. a student. I come a, I come around, but I got to learn by the school of hard knocks sometimes. <laughs> and Clip has given me some good advice in life. And I'm like, nah, man, that's too harsh. That's too harsh. And then I come back a year later, sometimes five minutes later, and be like, Clip, you were really onto something. 
And so, I'm on to right. something here. All right. Well, I have to skip the first one. Yeah. <laughs> I'll give you an, another one to watch, and uh, right. and you'll enjoy it. All right. Uh, anything going on in Pantherland this week? Yes. Yes, yes there is. Matt Rule continues to just rack up W's, <laughs> baby, in the offseason. Maybe he should be a GM or, like, in the front office. Mm. I just think it's too little too late. But, yeah. hey, he's doing everything you can do. Well, not everything you can do. He's making uh, some He won the hearts of a lot of Panther fans. Though, so we're Steve talking Wilkes about are. Steve Wilkes coming back as, what, D coordinator? S- secondary uh, court. Uh, defensive uh, backs coach. coach yeah. Uh, and that's where he actually was the best with the Panthers. He did five years um, with us, like when McDermott was our coordinator. Yeah. Um, now Wilkes then took over as defensive coordinator and did a good job, but didn't have the person, the greatest personnel at the time. So he had to blitz. He like he blitzed like crazy. His name became a hot name. Then he went to Arizona and became their Patsy. After he was their Cully. That's right. He's the OG David Cully. Um, so yeah, they bring back uh, Wilkes, Steve Wilkes, which is. It is on a standalone. It's a good hire, I think, and at least endearing to Panther fans. But I think it's just a continued man. Matt Rule has been very intentional in the types of guys he's been adding to this staff, and they have all been seasoned NFL coaches with experience. I went back and I just googled Steve Wilkes mic'd up. Like I want to, like I, that was one of the first things that came up. I was trying to look at what we said about him when he was actually a defensive backs coach. And there's this great mic'd up episode on Panthers.com. You got to go way back to find it from 2015. And he is the greatest. Like, he's a, he's out there teaching the guys. Not technique, but like in game, telling them tendencies. He really has a great understanding of the game. And I think that the players are really going to respect him. They also gave him the title of defensive passing game coordinator as well alongside being the secondary coach. So nice. Maybe it's yeah. a, I, I thought about this, Tony, a Ted Ginn situation. <clears throat> Ginn was like a highly sought-after prospect coming out of Ohio State. Had some good years in Miami. Didn't do much in San Fran. Got to Carolina. Had a big year. Left. Didn't do as well. And then came back and had more success. Uh, could be a situation there where Wilkes, whatever reason, at Carolina, that's his money spot. Yeah, I mean, we'll have to see how well. I mean, if all of this works out, I guess there is a chance that Matt Rule could save his job. And this is what it's going to take. It's going to yeah. take everything going right. And he is really building a staff that is just much different from the staff he had going into it. In the past, none of these guys had really much NFL experience. Co- football guys, though, like people that you would say knew the X's and O's. But I think this is about managing and preparing through the week and having an NFL mindset yeah. at every level. Very exciting. This makes the third assistant that he has hired with head coaching experience, along with Ben McAdoo, who's been hired as the offensive coordinator, now Steve Wilkes, and then the wide receivers coach or I, the 72 year old that we hired i can't remember uh, his name he Pascaloni, was a, i think he was the head coach oh paul Pascaloni yeah. at syracuse when donovan McNabb like years and years ago yeah so, he's been around he was like when they had leather helmets so yeah. he is getting that experience and the head coaching experience uh here in this step but also i mean i hate to you know, we're talking good about matt roll he's doing a good job of getting some experience assistant and we hate in doing here. that but if we do find the Carolina Panthers firing Matt Rule in the middle of the season next year, there's three guys. Plenty of could, candidates. There's plenty of candidates to take over for interim. There is, there is. Tony, remember when we were young and naive and Matt Rule got hired and we, you know, we were, hey, this could work out. But we talked about, even at the time, I don't know if we were being critical or just stating facts, that 
he was bringing in people he was familiar with which makes sense but it was like temple baylor guys coaches he knew and maybe that's all he could do at that time that's all he knew that's the only staff that's the only talent he could he could bring in now like you say he's he's growing he's doing other things and he's just finding out that maybe the way i did it and with these guys i've done it with it's not going to get it done here at carolina yeah definitely we um and it's you don't know if it's like uh, out of necessity out of desire a little bit of both probably you know but we have talked about this over the years clip kind of that incestuous nature of yeah. coaches like the tree like we are they're always just bringing their guys and bringing it but like who else do you bring in? I know. Like I mean, it, like if I called you, if I was trying to get a poker game together tonight, like I wouldn't just find random people on the street and get well, them to come in. And unfortunately, I, you couldn't bring in the guys that are in the World Series of Poker because you don't know them and have a relationship with them. Exactly. So Matt Rule can't bring in the best guys that he wants. And so. I think you're you're onto something too. Is that since he didn't have a like a, a long history in the NFL, right? I mean, he was only an assistant for a very short time. He a long time ago, right? Yeah, he doesn't have a Rolodex of names from yeah. there, but maybe these guys are from college that he has more relationships. And this is a risk you take when you get a young coach, is that they haven't made all of those relationships over the years uh, to where that all of a sudden they can assemble this staff um of guys that like man i used to know I, we coached together or we were at we met we hung out at the pro bowl one year and we made a good relationship we play golf now yeah i mean we talk about it with ecu skip holtz was able to kind of piece together some veteran coaches as assistants when he came here to east carolina dad. with hudson and you know rick smith and the, and he had connections from lou ruffin mcneil just kind of brought the guys under him at texas tech and that was his staff Mike Houston kind of went, I guess the the skip route and also relationship route. Both, right? Guys, he knew. So yeah. it, you're right. Uh, looking at it from a college perspective, that's one of the first questions you ask. Okay, I like this guy, but who's who can he hire as a staff? You don't think about it as much really with the NFL, but when a guy's going from college to the pros, that's very important. A, yeah, we learned it the hard way, I guess. Yeah. All right, um, we were having a discussion before we get to the Super Bowl, so what's your malik willis take that people are turning on you yeah um i don't think malik willis should participate in the combine and uh you know i can been taken i think i just saw a comment right before i came in here on our latest uh podcast that said my take was absurd oh and, yeah well but thank god i am sensitive so i am going to block that person <laughs> <laughs> uh, no i uh and and the people on the podcast don't didn't really weren't um they weren't feeling this argument, but Kenny Pickett, when we went into before the Senior Bowl, was kind of the undisputed number one ranked quarterback. And now he had a bad weekend or a bad week at the Senior Bowl, at least from the small bits that I've watched. Right? There's questions concerning um, the hand size, the gloves. He was fu- he had several fumbles, kind of underthrew some balls. And the other thing was this: is that the kind of idea was is that he was a little that he doesn't have the arm strength that is just elite, elite. And really, you're saying this is all the things he did on tape, though, kind of override some of those concerns. Is like what we saw in the field was a guy who was polished, who had good footwork, that was mobile enough, who went through his reads threw the deep ball it wasn't like insane but would hit guys in stride and his stock goes down at the senior bowl 
and it undermines his tape. In this case, Malik Willis's stock shoots up, and all of a sudden he's vaulted to the number one quarterback prospect because he shows off that athleticism, the strong arm. And I really think he's walking into the NFL draft as kind of the undisputed number one talent at this point. And I think if he goes to the combine under circumstances, an unfamiliar environment, drills with other players that he doesn't know, I just don't see how his stock's going to go up. If I'm Malik Willis, I do my pro my, my pro day. It's very choreographed. I know exactly what I want to show off, when I want to show it off, with the people I want to show it off with. And I go into the draft and say, feeling confident that these teams can't take the risk of waiting to the second round to see if I fall. And so I think this is I your point. a bold take. I know. I'm uh, trying to be bold. It makes sense from just the very simple thing that if you're on top, all you can do, you can't go any higher than the top. All you can do is fall. If you need eyeballs on you uh, and you want that exposure, need that exposure, obviously you want to be in the pro day, the combine, everything, all the film you can get on. But Malik Willis is on top according to who? Like. Uh, uh, like people that uh, we don't know if the teams have him as the top quarterback okay well that's a good point now if it's not a consensus if like kind of the so, the reports of Pickett not being that impressive you hear a couple of reports saying that there's no uh starting caliber quarterbacks in this draft or something if those reports are true right then i get then you probably do have a point and the other point is too is that are you trying to get into the top 10 when you're like an outside top 10 pick i just don't know exactly what the the drills at quarterback can do when you're one of the top prospects to yeah. really catapult you i just don't know what like you want to see yeah like well with that take what do you say to the about the guys like trevor lawrence and joe burrow who were pretty much like the number one pick from the get-go they didn't uh, participate either did they Joe Burrow they didn't in their pro day, but they went to the combine. I think. Nah, I don't think Joe Burrow threw at the combine. I don't think Trevor Lawrence. Did a lot of them go and don't throw. Yeah, they like, go do the interviews. Now, if I'm like that, you want to? If you're Kenny Pickett, you can't go. Or you can't avoid the hand measurement. <laughs> like, sorry, I refuse. I, I will go throw, but I will not get my hands yeah. measured. He's uh, wearing like foam finger number ones <laughs> to cover his hands and stuff, waving to all the fans. Are like gloves that are way too big, and you can see like the end of it coming we off. Put his like fingers. a little. Ex- he grows his fingernails out real long. Uh, so is Malik Willis your pick at six? That um, that I don't know. Yeah, maybe. I was going to say so. CJ, y'all need a quarterback. I know this is. We'll preface this. This is not the year where there's like a no doubt hall of fame quarterback in the draft but you can pick one who would you take at this point i would still like to take the chance on kenny pickett personally i mean you got the connection right there yeah he looks like a white teddy bridgewater man you know it's just like nothing jumps off the page like he has good numbers you go back and look at teddy bridgewater's college numbers man 70 percent completion a lot of touchdowns not a lot of interceptions um and you know what that's it and teddy bridgewater is a good quarterback but that's he's just a good quarterback and that's it and um, i just see a lot of man when i was watching some of his film from this pro day from the senior day for kenny pick i was like man that's a pick in the nfl pick yeah has, pick six has pick it six. felt to y'all like there there isn't a whole lot of quarterback talent in this draft but like nfl media sources are trying to make it seem like there is 
just so there's a talking point could be yeah that's what it it kind of feels like it's like that every year though we we all that's the first thing you look at at the, in college football yeah, and the true. draft, that's who are true. the quarterbacks? Who's the next wave? Yeah, that's true. So you gotta you gotta talk about it. And I don't know if they're forcing these names to the top. I think there's going to be teams that are interested in Willis and Pickett. And I don't know about Matt Corral. I still like him. Um, Sam Howell. I, again, I would. I need to talk when we get closer to the draft to either a North Carolina fan or somebody that studies the draft because the few times I watch Sam Howell. I saw several balls, and I said to myself, in the NFL, that's a catch. Where he's got great arm talent, he put it there. His guy, you know, would have been a tough catch, but he dropped it. In the NFL, it's a catch. So I kind of I like Sam Howell maybe a little more yeah, than others. And I think that's to circle back to Chandler's question. It's a good question. Is this is Chandler? I just say uh, I don't think the right move is probably taking a quarterback at this point for the Carolina Panthers for the long term. I think that I mean, just the probably the right move is just draw, draft an offensive lineman, right? This is uh, there's some real studs out there, and you're in a place where you could get one of those great players. I just don't know if we have the time. If you're Matt Rule, I was going to say to like wait, like is yeah, making the right move after you've made a couple of mistakes. I don't know if we have now, the time to do that. And then back to your point, clip. If they do see one of these guys. Um, that is the third or fourth name that they actually think is very close to a Pickett or Willis, do they then say, all right, let's go offensive line, then trade up into the second and try to get one of these guys and really sell them as the future? If it was a can-miss guy, you don't worry about the rules situation and say, all right, our next head coach can coach this Right, exactly. But since it's not, you say, let's bring in probably a new coach next year and then do the quarterback. I think if we pick offensive line this year, that that's a sign that we're bringing we're going to bring in a new coach next year. Yeah. That, it's going to be hard to survive it. That's my other take. All right, let's uh take a time out. We'll come back. We'll talk Super Bowl 56 and more with Tony Dunn, carolinacatchronicles.com. We roll on Pirate Radio Live on a Super Friday after this. listening to hour two of pirate radio live now back to the show welcome back do you need custom t-shirts apparel or promotional items for your business organization or event we'll keep it local print it local with university sportswear contact them today at university sportswearenc.com the official sportswear provider of pirate radio for 18 years now let's head back in to Pirate Radio Live. Here is your host, Cliff Rock. All righty, back with you. Super Bowl Sunday coming up. How about some Bud Light next? Next. For your Super Bowl party. We're giving away a 12-pack of Bud Light next. Next. Coming up next, next. hour. <laughs> Bud Light next is a brand new crisp, super crisp, zero-carb beer. How many carbs? Zero, none. Brewed, Zero. Tony, it's brewed with tra- the tradition and legacy of Bud Light. Wow. I can taste the tradition. Can you taste the legacy? A little bit. But you a won't little bit. get any of the carbs. In terms of legacy, do you taste a little bit? A little bit, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> Let's not go there. <laughs> I miss it. Uh, Bud Light uh, has created Bud Light Next. This is created, Tony, for a generation 
they want some more interesting, equally refreshing, and lower carb and calorie beer option. Yeah, I mean, this is well, a, they got it. This is an age and an era where being healthy is cool. And uh, yikes! If being healthy is cool, consider me Miles Davis. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Uh, well, I need. I to remember a couple of weeks on the show, I I said uh, that there was a beer. I remember from you Bud Light it. coming out that's zero carbs. I remember. And what did like, Tony say? And what did you say, Tony? No chance. No beer can well, be zero carbs. I can't say what I truly believe about this while you're pro- plugging the product. So, Tony, let's if you, move along. If you think this is BS, then you, sir, are BS. Did not say that. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, who you got, Sunday? Oh, I think the Rams are going to win, but I'm going to be rooting for the Bengals. I think it's like, I mean, looking at that uh, offensive line for the Bengals, man, and then that you just look across into that defensive front for the Rams. It's just really hard to, um, with anything, with your head to pick otherwise. But with my heart, it goes to Joe Burrow and this wonderful story, which I do think is possible for them to win. It's like this guy, if there's anybody in these odds that can do it, I think he's the guy. You guys have seen uh, Von Miller in a Super Bowl? I have. Sorry yeah. to remind you of that. I know. It was not pretty. Chandler, he was the MVP, right? He, he was. was. Chandler, we talked about this. Second best game in the game. Second best player in the game. Coney Ely totally outplayed him. I brought up his name yesterday. I don't know how the hell I remembered that, but and what were his stats? Chandler, you reeled him Three off. sacks and one interception. I mean, he was. He would have been the MVP if the Panthers And a won. forced fumble, I think, too. Yeah. Um... So we talked about it. coming up at six. It's the huddle with Morgan Aylers. We will do our, our Super Bowl props, but we talked about this one, Chandler. It it's almost feels too easy. I feel like a sucker, but sacks the over under on sacks in the Super five. Bowl. If you go five, it's minus one forty. So you're paying a little bit. But let's say like Miller gets two, Donald gets one. You only need two more to push. It almost feels too easy. But I do think that that is maybe my favorite prop. Well, I said that I feel like Joe Burrow can get sacked five times just himself. Yeah. I mean, he. this is a guy that got sacked t- uh, nine times in the divisional round against Tennessee. Now, they yeah. cut back on that these next two games, or the uh, the game against Kansas City. Right. So, but And this is one of those, like, uh, suspect bet like props or bets is that it just seems so too easy. Too easy, yep. And then they're going to come out and, like, all of a sudden, you're going to be into the third quarter, and there's only one sack on both sides of the ball. They're running the ball. They're throwing screen passes. Yeah, He's yeah. throwing it away. Yeah, so I, it seems too easy. I'll probably take. It's it. always like look the Panthers when we have a we play like somebody like for instance we used to a couple of years ago we played the Saints and they had this was before they rebuilt their offensive line and they just had given up eight sacks the week before and you're like oh man our defensive front is just gonna eat these dudes up and then they get no sacks at the game and you're like oh hey man. guess what Washington just did that for an entire season right exactly so. You know where I'm coming from, and I know that's a superstitious thing. It's betting with your heart, not your head, but these things are real. Another one I like, we talked about this one a few weeks ago, Chandler, and it hit, but you couldn't find it. You wanted Matt Stafford over one and a half rushing yards in one of the games Mm -hmm. in the playoffs, but you couldn't find it. I think he's gone over every playoff game. His is like three and a half for the Super Bowl. Burroughs was only like, it was less than 20, I want to say. As much as Burrow is getting pressured, he's going to have yeah, to force scramble. out of the pocket yeah. and having to create yardage on his own. Yeah, I like both QBs over the rushing numbers. 
I like I think until I, they start kneeling at the end, and you're going to go. Oh, sacks don't hurt you. Kneels do. Kneel downs do hurt you. So now only one quarterback is going to do that. So that's a good. If point. you take them both, hopefully you'll win that's one. A good point. Um, unless you kneel and then lose the game, has that ever happened? Probably East Carolina UCF. Okay. Sorry. Well, Tony said probably, so we had to explain that ECU did that in the game. Dang it. Yep, that sucks. Uh, another one I like, I think I referenced this on the huddle coming up at 6. Uh, I like Joe Mixon. Okay, well, I don't want to say I like his over-receiving yards because I'm going under his rushing. That's another thing you do when you a team love is... love some Joe Mixon. You know what, Tony? I've had him every year except this year. So Man. it's safe. He's going to get like a bazillion yards. He was really good. Receiving or rushing? Both. <laughs> uh, another thing you do to combat a pass rush, you you throw those screens to running dump, backs, dump, dump off. Screens. So I like his receiving numbers. Yeah, those are you got to think the Bengals are fully aware of the weaknesses that they have and the strengths that the Rams have on defense. And they're going to – they can't just come out and say, Burrow, drop back five and pray to God. Right. Like they have to have some kind of game plan. <laughs> I don't know. That was their strategy against Tennessee apparently. That kind of works. <laughs> uh, Chandler, have you looked at any props that you like? Um, not really. I do like the um, – I, I love Cooper Cup. I love the Cooper. Eight and a half catches for him. Uh, I believe the feels, over was what? It was in plus money. Another one that feels like too easy, but why go away from it right now? Odell throwing the ball? Is that one? Oh, oh. The, oh uh, there's always one uh, over two and a half pa- uh, different players throw a pass. Yeah. With McVay, I could see that happening. I mean, I felt like that was – wasn't that a prop you guys were talking about just two weeks ago? No. Odell throwing the ball? in one of the playoff games because he came out and threw a i don't know if it was a touchdown pass or no he threw a bomb in the uh cardinals game yeah in the first playoff game that's uh yeah that's when you can play in the super bowl i, I kind of like that a trick play what else give me some cool ones to think about what's the like uh what's the line on this the game yeah four four it's gone down a little it's four and a half to start maybe mm, i mean not much but it's hovering I wish I knew the health of the tight ends because I like both of them in this game. You know, I think if I was going to put some money on this and I was going to take the Bengals, I would just put them to win. Like, I think if it's that close, if it's going to be a four-point game and you think that they can really cover, get close to that, then let's just go ahead and take the money line and make some real money. Yeah. What would you make if I put 100 on that? Um... So I see it at plus so one seventy. So what's the math on that? A hundred wins one hundred seventy, right? Yeah, there you go. That was simple. Thank you for that <laughs> Thank clarification. You, I see why they keep you around. Yeah, here. I can do math. He's our math guy. <laughs> and repeat the words that Clip even said as he was thinking about them. <laughs> Not uh, the other night at sports trivia. All right, Ooh, that's enough. Zing. Y'all were one off on two of my math questions. Yeah. Uh, Wags was very frustrated. We also got the Willie Parker question kind of Oh, there was a Willie Parker question? Yeah. Willie Parker has the longest rush in Super Bowl history. How long was that run? 75 yards. Dang. Uh, who Clinton, has, North Carolina, wow. stand up, baby. Who has the longest receiving touchdown in Super Bowl history? Chandler? Hmm. Longest receiving hmm. touchdown. It has happened since 2000. Yep. 
I'm going to go Randy Moss. Yep. CJ, you want to throw out a guess? Um, Larry Fitz? Nope. I'm going to go Plexico Beerus. You're going to keep getting it wrong. I'm going to go. He went to Michigan State. Uh, so did Plexico Burris, but oh, that is yeah. incorrect. Ah. Had, uh, you know, um, attributes a lot of his success to Nick Saban, who didn't kick him out of the program when he got oh, the yeah. gun. Forgot about that. And now he's turned into a model citizen. He wore number 87, Tony? Yeah, that sounds right. Masin Muhammad. Musin Muhammad moves. 85 yards. From oh. Jake Delhomme? From Jake Delhomme. Delhomme. Oh, <laughs> that when, was a bomb. When things got kind of wacky there late in the game, right? They just started trading touchdowns. Yeah, back it was great. What a great Super Bowl. It was. I just saw a list of like top five super bowls i don't know if people voted on them but that one was not in there but the what? ones the ones that were the you were had the really patriots good. falcons you had they put rams titans which yeah that ended at the one yard line i could see that did um, they get you with the giants patriots they one? did one of the giants patriots which crappy game but good ending uh steelers cardinals yep Got that way yeah there. i mean the touchdown catch in the back but really the uh that panthers I mean, it ended on a walk-off field goal, right? Yeah, yep. Terry. Yeah. It did. Was the Eagles-Patriots game not on that list? That was probably up there, too. Okay. Yeah. I kind of like that one more than the Falcons-Patriots game. We've had some duds, but looking at over, looking at these, I mean, we've had some great games, too. Yeah, I feel like the Super Bowl has been better over the last, you know, 15 years than it was. There was, that, I guess, that period before where there was like, it kind of, they were some snoozers. The last time the Rams were in the Super Bowl, that was the snoozer. That was a bad game. Yeah. Was that the Patriots? Yeah. Rams? Patriots Rams. It was like nine, six or, yeah, okay. That was Tom Brady's sixth. Sixth? And then he won his seventh with the uh, with Tampa last year. Yeah. Oh, I'm thinking of the wrong Rams one. Got it. I thought that didn't they didn't the Patriots play the greatest show on turf and hold them yeah. to like zero? That was I mean, like, it was what, like 2000? another bad. Yeah, I don't think there was a lot of points scored in that game. A lot of people said the Panthers Broncos that was two thousand two was terrible. Thirteen three. Nah, that, yeah. I'm looking uh, for the uh, the thirteen three was the lowest scoring game. I'm looking for the um, the first time they met. Would be the two thousand or uh, two thousand. Is it a bad game, or am I just making that up? The Rams were favored by 14 points. Wow. And they lost 20-17. to 17. Okay. So Actually, it's probably a pretty good game. Tom Brady dinking and dunking his way to his first Super Bowl victory. Of seven. Surely, let's take a timeout. We'll come back. We'll have more with Tony Dunn, com when we return after these words. to hour two of pirate radio live now back to the show welcome back for the latest breaking news interesting stories and awesome contests that can make you a winner be sure to follow pirate radio on our social media on facebook twitter and instagram at pr927 fm join the over fifty-three thousand followers today now let's head back in to prl here's clip 
All righty, one more segment to go here with Tony Dunn, CountyCatChronicles.com. We were talking about Shaq a moment ago. Shaq. What is painted Kenny, down the Kenny, street? Uh, Tony, Tony <laughs> I heard him say that, too. What What did they paint? I'm um, uh, <laughs> No, say it like yourself. Meryl. 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 He said a Merle. Hey, Merle. That's a person. Merle. He said a Merle, and now he sounds like a cat. Tony, how about you? Tony, how about you? Shut up. Meryl. Hey. Shaq, Shaq like me, man. I had I had the Shaq Diesel album, bro. <laughs> wow. Did you have the movies, too? No, I didn't uh, have the movies. What was that? Shazam? Did you have the Not shoes? Shazam. Did no. he have punk? Blue Steel? Oh, yeah. Oh, it was, yeah. No, I had, uh, but I did have the What's off up, name Doc? Round. Can we rock? Yeah. Was that yeah. And they had a good song with Foosh Nickens. Yeah. I remember that. Chad on Twitter said, one of my favorite Panthers growing up, mainly because of his nickname. Who is this, and what was his nickname? Do you know who that is? I do not. Oh, is it Rocket? Oh, it might be. Rocket yeah, Ishmael? Rocket Ishmael. Ishmael. Rahib. From? Ooh. Have luck? Nah. Dang it. <laughs> Notre Dame. Notre Dame, that's right. His oh. brother, the missile, Quadri Ishmael. Was coached by Paul Pasqualoni at Syracuse. Syracuse. Correct. Well done, guys. We know our Paul Pasqualoni. Whatever. We know our Paul Pasqualoni trivia. There was a picture of him. Some pants. I was going to say Keyshawn. Yeah, (laughs) Keyshawn Johnson. (laughs) Some pants fan uh, showed a picture of Pasqualoni, and I guess it was like his headshot. But he was like mouth open, mouth breather, and he was like. Wow, Pascaloni is as surprised as I am that he got hired by the <laughs> Oh, I've seen that one, yeah. <laughs> it was pretty good. All right, um, Super Sunday. Tony, if you could choose your Super Bowl act, alive or dead, all time, who would you want to perform at the Super Bowl? Now, again, you probably don't care, but... Oh, I'm sorry, go ahead. Coolio. Oh yeah! <laughs> you said that last year, yeah. and you're sticking with Coolio. Oh, Why man. the hell do you go to Coolio? You just want to hear Gangsters Paradise yeah, for like 15 minutes? Fantas- no, I was more of a oh, fantastic yeah. voice. Ride size, yeah, size, like everybody getting out of the trunk of the car. What yep. if all these stars just started getting out of the trunk of the car? Wow, you already got the show. Oh ready. man, no, like uh, I think it would probably be. I think Outcast. Yeah, that'd like be good. I mean, I think that's a good one. For in fact, didn't era. they just have one in Atlanta and didn't have Outcast? Or did they have Outcast? Was Big know. Boy there? I feel like he has Maybe been Big involved Boy or something. Yeah. So I think that would be good. Um, you know, I mean, I'm all stuck in the past, dude. I think some of these people I would like is they passed away. Like trying to think of something. I'm still going Foo Fighters. I think, I think that's a, a great, great live rock band. That what could about really the do. Chili Peppers? Red Hot. Didn't they? Did they, they do one? one? I yeah. think they did one. Okay. Yeah, I mean they're all right. Um, nah, they're all right. They're okay at playing music. They're okay. I could probably do better. Um, yeah. Give me a guitar. What about Smashing Pumpkins? Nah. No. <laughs> no. How about Pearl Jam? I like. I mean, I, I like Pearl their Jam. songs. Pearl Jam. I really That's like 1979 and Tonight Tonight. But man, Billy Corgan's voice. Yeah, you know, I, you know what's funny is I didn't like Smashing Pumpkins at the time, and then I liked them afterwards. Yeah, I thought it was, they were too like hipster yeah. for me, and like you like had to be like I always went against the grain. I'm thinking Pearl Jam because they came out with some late albums, so they've got the they've got the hits from Ten 
Mm-hmm. And uh, those those Vitology. Fir- yeah. And then they came out with one that was that double disc album. Gosh, what was it called? Uh, it was a fantastic. It actually was. It was a tremendous album. Uh, so I think then they could have like a catalog that would be pretty cool. I like it. CJ, have I ever asked you this question? I probably have. I don't. I don't think so. Okay. But uh, I'm a big fan of Lincoln Park. I don't know if you guys are, but I'd like that. Rest in peace, Chester. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, I got the names right. Vitalogy and Versus. You were looking for what, Tony? Ooh. Yield. Can maybe? you show all of them? There's, There's more? more. There's got to be more. Wow. Oh man, live on two legs was so good. That was the live it CD. Been late. I need to get that again. Oh, I don't even remember which one it was. Double disc. It How about this, disc, CJ? But... Lincoln Park, Jay Z. Ah, was, that's what I was going to do. Go their with. mashup. Play, yeah, do play the, the mashup. Whole, yeah, yeah, play the whole mashup. A album. lot of those don't work. That worked perfectly. Yep. That's still awesome stuff. All right. I um, think I'm about out of questions. Tony, what's your favorite um, Super Bowl food? Oh, Super Bowl <laughs> food. While you're thinking, I went to a funeral uh, in New Jersey earlier. I was thinking about when my grandpa passed away years ago. You know, people bring food to the to the house to the house and everything. And like my uncle actually prank phone called my grandfather's house and said, "Yeah, this is Johnny Parker from Parker's Barbecue. Uh, we ran out of barbecue. Can we, you bring some back? Because like we had so much barbecue at the house, so we all got to laugh out of that." <laughs> the I went to a New Jersey funeral and they had um, like these stuffed shells. Like it was Italian. No, oh, the gabagoo. <laughs> <laughs> man. I said you mother you mother <laughs> so uh, I was so used to a um, I guess a southern funeral food where's the deviled eggs at <laughs> I love where's the slaw I know you're was, getting the gabagool there was none of that it was uh, <laughs> deli sandwiches and some lovely Italian uh, shells some stuffed shells are really good anyway alright um, I think I would go like something like a sausage dip. I like uh, a, I like a dip. I love a dip. A because, hot dip? Yes. Hot dip? Because you can graze. Uh, and at a Super Bowl party, I feel like I'm a kind of a grazer. Like, yep. So I want to mangle, watch the game, graze a little. I feel like you could go, like, say something, like, say you did wings or something. But then I'm going to pile this plate up. I got to sit with it on my lap. Yep. There's a lot of people running around. True. I get messy everywhere. I love some good wings. I'm a grazer. I'll go with like a good sausage dip. We talked about this on Monday. I believe we need to make this a Super Bowl side dish or finger food. Sausage balls. Yeah. In fact, uh, Clip is yeah. an expert. I, well, sausage balls. Make it happen. I plan I sausage balls. to eat some sausage balls on Sunday. I'll just say that. Not mine. The super sausage ball. Someone else's sausage balls. Uh, Chili Peppers and Bruno Mars Super Bowl halftime show 2014. Okay. I thought Lady Gaga had a good halftime Gigi. show. Mm-hmm. I like Lady Gaga. I like Lady Gaga. Was it Lady Gaga that jumped from the top of the stadium? I think she actually went up, right? Did she yeah. come down or up? Well, there, there was she... somebody that jumped from the top of the stadium. I think it was Katy Perry. Yeah, I thought it was Katy yeah. Perry. She it, came she in like a wrecking from... ball. No, no that, that would be like Miles Cyrus. Cyrus. <laughs> <laughs> they all get jumbled up. I get it. Uh, yeah, yeah. Well, I can't remember if she went up or down, but yeah, she was like at the top of the stadium, and then somehow. Do y'all remember the halftime show? I don't. It's before my time, but 
uh, Michael Jackson. Yes, like, had he had four popped different out. Michael Jacksons like pop up in each corner of the uh, stadium, and then he pops up on the stage and literally cool. stands there motionless for almost like two to three minutes. And then like the crowd goes crazy when he reaches for his glasses. Yeah, goes absolutely crazy. Hee <laughs> hee. Kevin says, which team, Rams or Bengals, has the most pirates on them? Well, currently, it is one nothing on the Buccaneer Music Hall scoreboard. Bengals. Deontay Smith for the Bengals. Are there Let's any go. Seton Hall transfers on either team? <laughs> Hampton. Hampton. All right. Uh, so, we're, uh, if you're going by that, you're going Bengals. All right, Tony. Enjoyed it, man. Yeah, thanks a lot. Have fun uh, this weekend. And we'll... Uh, I will. You can be cool. happy birthday to my son. He's 14 today. Happy How birthday. About that? Happy it's birthday, like, Michael. I was a child with a child at one point, and now he's turning into a man. It's crazy. He's like taller than me, dude. He is. He is a tall fella. And when you uh, were sitting almost courtside and we were watching you on TV, it was like, uh, who's got the bigger hair? You look like the kid. <laughs> he's taller than me. <laughs> All right, let's take a break. We'll come back. Morgan Ayler's joins us. We'll talk some pirate hoops and Super Bowl when we return after this. You're listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Tiebreakers is open every day at 11 a.m. and is the best place to watch your favorite sports while enjoying the best wings in town along with sandwiches, appetizers, cold beer, and more. Follow Tiebreakers on Facebook and Instagram for daily updates. Tiebreakers in Greenville at Bell's Fork and in downtown Winterville on Railroad Street. Now let's head back into PRL. Here's Clip Rock. All righty, coming up. How about at the end of this segment, we're going to give away a 12-pack of Bud Light Next. Bud Light Next is a brand new, super crisp, zero-car beer. And you can win a 12-pack of that and a large two-topping pizza from Domino's if you are the lucky caller at the end of this segment uh, we've been talking super bowl halftime show who would you like to see you know you got your your snoop dogs and your dre's and your slim shadies your Katy perry's your bruno Marses's, your princes let's do something different you know what i want to see i want to see dj captain morgan karaoke for a super bowl halftime show how much fun would that be fans could like bid to get on stage and sing their favorite songs with DJ Captain Morgan spinning the tracks. Morgan Aylers joins us now. How about that idea, Morgan? Could you uh, bring your equipment out halftime of a Super Bowl and, and go on? Yep, I can do that. When do I go? Um, We'll get you plane tickets right now. You, up there, you, you sang a song with me before. I did. I think it was yeah. probably maybe it was maybe Rocket Man. Uh, could have been, yeah. Could have been. I don't know. That was a uh, it was a bit of a hazy time for me. I'll, and then of course Morgan kicks it off for when things are a little slow. Uh, you'll sing a ditty or two. I will sing a ditty. <laughs> P Diddy or Puff Daddy, but I will sing a ditty. You will sing a ditty, not a P Diddy. 
I'll tell you who would be a good halftime show. Who you got? You get like uh, some Jimmy Buffett, a little Shaggy, little, uh, you know. Wait, not Shaggy the singer. You're saying. Uh, Shaggy the singer, yeah. Oh. Maybe Alan Jackson? Mr. Boombastic. <laughs> okay. You know. Yeah. You get a little, uh, you know, uh, Bob Marley's kid. You know, get him out there, a little reggae action. Okay. It's tropical action. So you're thinking maybe the next one in Miami. That's not a bad idea. I'm just saying. Okay. It's good for everybody. I like it. Morgan Ayler's joining us coming up at 6 on the huddle. You'll hear myself, Shirley, Chandler, and Morgan go over our Super Bowl props. So uh, looking forward to that coming up less than an hour from now. And uh, we will break down the Super Bowl from a lot of different angles. Morgan Ayler's. Yeah, we had fun yesterday doing that. Recorded it yesterday. And uh, how many people do we have in it? Just four? Did anybody else get in, Shirley? Shirley is the, uh, looks like CJ is in it. So that would be five. We got five. No, nobody else wanted any. And, and Troy was, you know, too high and mighty with his North Raleigh self to, to participate. So Ooh. Like that. Yikes. Okay. Uh, who you like in the game, Morgan? Uh, honestly, I like both of the teams uh, for different reasons, maybe. Uh, I'm not necessarily pulling for one or the other, but I'd like to see Matthew Stafford win it, obviously, because he was stuck in the uh, football hell that is known as Detroit for so many years. And then the Bengals, you know, they've got, uh, you know, Dante Smith playing for them. And I'd like to see them, those guys. I mean, they, they've done well since that. He's had a pretty daggone good football year so far this year. That they have. And Dan Horde has actually called it all. He's the voice of the Cincinnati Bearcats and the Cincinnati Bengals. So he's called a lot of wins, and he'll be calling a Super Bowl coming up on Sunday. You can hear the action right here on Pirate Radio if you're out and about. Morgan, excited for that, and excited legitimately for Saturday for ECU basketball because a good team is coming into Minji's, and more importantly, the Pirates are coming off a win. How about a road win, Morgan? Tulsa's down this year, but anytime ECU can beat Tulsa and anytime ECU can win a road game, that's a big deal, and uh, that happened for the Pirates the other night. It did. They played well, watched the game. You know, they started off a little slow, shooting the basketball again, and I was going, oh, boy, here we go again. But then they got into a little bit of rhythm, especially early in the second half, and brought them back in the game, and it was nip and tuck down the way, and um, Brandon Suggs with a big charge. You know, took the charge at the end. Yep. And, you know, with, and I understand under two minutes the referees can review stuff, and you know, and I'm sitting here watching the charge, and they're, they're saying, okay, is he in the little forbidden half-moon thing that nobody ever calls in college basketball? Uh, and they sat for probably five minutes trying to review that on the same angle that ESPN Plus had. Those are only – there's two camera angles, guys. There's nothing more. And they finally made the right call, and I'm glad the Pirates won that game. And Looking forward to tomorrow night. I think it's going to be a really good matchup, and hopefully the Pirates can be the Pirates that we saw early in the season when Brandon was playing with yeah, and we've had some pretty good crowds this year, Morgan, and uh, hoping Saturday at 6 we'll see another one in Minji's because Joe Dooley uh, has said himself that makes a difference. So hopefully people are excited about the, the road win. And, we'll, uh, look, SMU just knocked off Houston, Cougars' first loss in the Americans. So you got a good team. SMU, Morgan, is playing for you know an at-large bid in the NCAA tournament. They got to reel off some wins here. They needed that one against Houston. They got it. Now, this is a huge game for them uh, if they want to make the tournament as an at-large. It is, and this is a game that they can't 
overlook. Yeah. East Carolina's played so well at home, even in games that we've lost, with the exception, I think, maybe one or two games this year that have been uh, not so close. But we, we played really well at home. And they, if they come in and they overlook the Pirates, uh, it could be an upset and could really cost them down the road whether they make the NCAA tournament or the NIT tournament. Well, some big news today at East Carolina. John Gilbert uh, will continue as ECU's athletic director as he signed a five-year contract extension. According to IGO, the dollar amount, uh, his salary will remain the same, but he did sign a five-year extension. So he stays in place, Morgan, and uh, came in here under a tumultuous time. And then you, you throw COVID and the uh, the financial challenges on top of that. And he has tried to at least get this thing stable and uh, and right the ship and uh, apparently has done enough, uh, good enough job of that, according to the Board of Trustees. He will remain the ECU Athletics Director moving forward. I think it's a good move for the Pirates, and John did come in at a very uh, bumpy time, and as everyone knows, and um, could have went either way with a lot of different things. And I think the administration, the board of trustees, and East Carolina University in general—I mean—really came to the rescue of Pirate Athletics and the fiasco that was the Jeff Comper. And um, good for John; he's a good guy, good stabling force. And, uh, excited to see what's going to be happening with finishing up this year with basketball and baseball and next year with football morgan aylers joining us it is a fun time we got pirate hoops saturday you got uh conference tournaments ncaa tournament uh on the horizon you've got ecu baseball beginning next friday is a three-game series against bryant clark leclair stadium and then spring game will be uh saturday april 9th so we'll uh start talking some spring football uh in march morgan so uh a fun time and i know you're ready to to see uh some football being played on the field yeah looking forward to it looking forward to baseball season this too this could be one of Cliff's better years for east carolina baseball if uh everything comes together for him uh very talented team uh excited to be out there next friday and watch the game and uh call the game friday so uh, you'll be out there, I think, Saturday and Sunday. Is that right? That's right. So we got Morgan Aylers on the mic Friday. I'll be there uh, Saturday, Sunday. So we'll uh, we'll tag team it. Well, opening weekend, baby. Opening weekend. Speaking of tag team, I don't think I brought this up with you, Morgan. The Royal Rumble was awful this year. Did you watch it? I did. What well, did you? Do you agree? Or am I wrong? No, I don't think you were. I did. I didn't think it was very exciting. I thought the first uh, the match. Uh, of the night, I think it was wasn't that Roman Reigns and uh, somebody. I thought that was uh, oh uh, Reigns and Rollins. Yeah, that was good. Yeah, yeah. I, thought, I thought that was a good match to start the thing off. And uh, but yeah, the 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 rumble itself I, is I, what I'm talking about. I sent I sent Peyton a message. I said once Brock lost, I said Brock's going to be in the rumble and win it. Yeah, and they kind of build that as a surprise where he's not. I mean, CJ, you called this one when we did that podcast two days before it, that it, whoever loses, if Reigns loses, he'll win the Rumble. If Brock loses, he'll win the Rumble. And when you have a surprise, I'd like for it to be at least a little bit of a surprise. But that I don't know, man. I, the, the way AEW is trending up, and I really think that that wwe might be in in some trouble here as far as being the having the monopoly on wrestling i listen to a a podcast a couple times a week and and, you know some guys that really know what they're talking about and uh the wwe is just focused on family entertainment 
I mean, when you go watch a show, that's what they're 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 focused on, and they're focused on making a hundred million or hundred, you know, two hundred fifty million dollar profit in each quarter. Yeah. It's a publicly traded company, and it wouldn't shock me to see them be sold within the next year and a half or so. I mean, I think that with everybody they're letting go, just trying to make a profit, and that's what happens with businesses. They try to cut the fat, and they try to make a good product. I think A and E's are a really good product right now. Uh, the problem with A and E is you don't have as much television time as WWE does. So you've got all these all these great wrestlers that are out there that you know might not be on TV week in and week out. And I am worried about that. The having the problem the WWE's had in the past, where they just overstuff their roster and guys just kind of you know sit by the wayside and kind of rot and don't get on tv but anyway they're uh they're trending up it appears at the moment yeah. morgan aylers joining us on the pirate radio live line morgan uh let's see you uh doing some hoops tomorrow doing hoops tomorrow um there's the football banquet i think tomorrow afternoon at one i don't want to go to that been doing hoops tomorrow night at six and then playing in washington at the Market Street Pub uh, tomorrow night at uh, 10 o'clock. So, yeah. Man. All right. Busy man. Morgan Ayler's joining us today. And we'll check you out 6 o'clock. Tune in, folks. We'll have fun uh, going over some Super Bowl props coming up on the huddle at 6. Morgan, thanks for joining us, man. Thanks, bud. You guys have a great weekend. You do the same. There is DJ Captain Morgan, a.k.a. Morgan Ayler's joining us on the program. Local politics, bud. That's what they told me. That's what they said. There's local politics, bud. And Morgan Ayler's today deciding that John Gilbert's done a good enough job and gave him a five-year extension. So that was nice of Morgan to do that. All right, Shirley Rhodes. Let's open her up. Booty, 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 booty everywhere. Booty, 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 booty everywhere. For the first time ever, we are giving away Bud Light Next. Next. Bud Light Next Next is a brand new, super crisp, zero-carb beer brewed with the tradition and legacy of Bud Light, but created for a generation that wants a more interesting, equally refreshing, and lower-carb and calorie beer option. Well, how about 12 of these suckers? So there's zero carbs in one beer. What if you had 12 of them? How many carbs you got? None. Wow. Zero. That is some wild math right there. 317-1250. Shirley, what caller are we looking for? Caller 12. Must be 21 or over. Must be 21 or over and have not won a prize on Pirate Radio Live so far this month. All right, 317-1250. We'll have our winner and we'll have Mark Greenhill from the Golf Shop Radio Show. We'll talk HV3 when we return after this. No. You're listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Congratulations to Daryl Lambert of Greenville. Picked up uh, our free beer Friday prize pack. Uh, he walked away with a 12-pack of Bud Light next and a large two-topping pizza at Domino's. Zero Carbs Beer is here, introducing Bud Light Next, super crisp and refreshing light beer, brewed for what's next. 
Look for Bud Light next at your favorite retailer today. Bud Light, proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989 and the official beer of the ECU Pirates. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Clip. Are you guys and gal... Shirley, you're not into like UFC, MMA stuff, are you? No, I don't find that interesting at all, I don't, ironically. I don't enjoy, I love like football, I like tackles, but I don't like to see a guy get his brains beat in. Blood I, everywhere. I don't like, I never liked boxing either. And, okay and that's just boxing. like a step, that's a, a, a step down from MMA and yeah. UFC in, in my opinion, but there's just too much risk of bones getting broken and that yeah, just i'm not the brain well the bone like this leg and arm snaps yeah are yeah gross. they like are conor t- mcgregor got his leg snapped yeah his yeah and i just don't I, I just don't find that appealing i mean I'm i don't i don't like look i love watching football players just absolutely level each other but yeah. they've got some level of protection yeah. yeah i don't like seeing two guys just pummel each other and just that it's yeah. just not appealing my, to me i broke my arm twice and like seeing other people or see, seeing videos of other people break things just is like tra- trauma like gives me bad trauma it's traumatizing, PTSD. It's traumatizing to me they should a put PTSD a, a, there. a merle up of you merle uh, a merle a merle haggard <laughs> cj you a mma guy you probably like it don't you your generation of numbskulls i i watch it um just casually yeah. um but i don't really know anybody other than like this hop level guys if that makes sense i bring it up because uh on twitter i saw this is from at mma fighting uh they're verified they have a picture and a link up uh a woman fights 75 year old grandfather and grandson in a two-on-one match <laughs> um who's the woman um she's a uh Tough. It's not Amanda Nunez, is it? No, this is. Uh, oh, okay. See, I would. What? what is that? Is that the Island Boys? It's you. <laughs> it's the Island Boys. Looks like Island her boy. name is you. You Mashiko. Mashiko. You liar. Mashiko. Mish- I ain't lying. You ain't lying. I'm trying to figure out what happened in the match. Uh, I don't know, but that just seems like a rather uneven match, if you ask me. You can watch it on YouTube. Uh, so maybe. Uh, Mishko ends up going to a draw with the pair. So there was a draw. So I guess they couldn't knock her out two on one. So good for her. Well, judging on that picture, I can understand why. <laughs> two scrawny dudes versus a big gal. Big, uh, big gal. All right. She could be an offensive lineman. <laughs> Let's, uh, and I'm saying that as a woman. As a woman. Um, bad news today so we recorded this interview with greeny earlier but at the time and we referenced it in the interview uh it looked like hv3 was going to miss the cut he indeed indeed did miss the cut today finished plus two for the tournament um so harold varner the third minus two today but plus two for the tournament will not make the cut one week after winning and that cut line was at minus two so you got a lot of golfers in the negative uh we referenced that but also talked about harold's win last week with greeny earlier today and uh let's hear that right now greeny how you doing i'm doing great clip how you doing doing fantastic let's uh look back before we talk about what's going on now and look ahead and harold varner the third picking up the win last week and uh it's funny greeny we always uh, you always talk about 
his putting and and how that is the one thing that's kind of holding him back from getting that elusive win and how about a bomb uh to win it last week uh, a thriller over Bubba Watson there yeah you almost feel like guys that aren't the greatest of putters or you know I'm not saying Harold's a bad putter I'm saying Harold's probably an average putter out on tour um if if he was a good putter I think we'd have seen a win on the PJ tour but the average putters you know tend to be better from longer distance and uh that's what we got to see a 95 foot bomb and man it's uh his second win outside of the PGA tour his first being in the uh, Australian Open which is the ANZ tour or the Australian New Zealand tour and uh, he's had a runner-up finish on that tour as well in the same Australian Open. So, man, we got to get him a win on uh, a <laughs> soil. But it's nice to see him get his second career professional win uh, off the off the United States. He also, I think, has a Corn Ferry Tour win too. Yeah. So it's, I always ask you, Greeny, to explain this stuff to me like I'm five, and to some of our listeners who are novices like myself. So, what does this mean for? You know, his standing in the, the world golf rankings, the, the FedEx Cup points, also the, uh, the you know, his, his master's opportunity to play there in Augusta. What did that win do for him in those aspects? Yeah, from an official world golfing ranking standpoint, you, you always want to look at the top 50 in the world. The top 50 in the rankings pretty much have their way with their schedule. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, we look at Will Zalatoris last year had no actual status on the PGA Tour because he you know, didn't make it through the last time and, and didn't have a card, but was playing in events, was making cuts, finished second in the Masters. Um, you look at the rankings as a big thing. Now, if you're in the top 50 in the world, you pretty much get in all the majors. You get in the Players' Championship. You can go over and play in events on the European Tour. Um, you know, you get into world golf, uh, world golf events stuff like that. So there's a lot of opportunity. With him being 47 now in the world after that win, that's a big deal. I mean, that was the strongest field in golf yeah. last week, and it wasn't even close. So that's what you look at is, uh, yeah, he won against a great field, so that's got to give you a little bit of momentum. But that's the key is that you, you get a lot of world ranking points beating all those guys, and now you're in the top 50 in the world, and you got to try and keep yourself there. And, uh, yeah, that, that's the thing now we'll discuss. Keep yourself there or rise in the uh, rankings. And looks like that's not going to happen for Harold this weekend because at the time of this recording, Harold is a couple shots back of the projected cut, which looks to be uh, one under, actually three shots back as we talk to Greeny here inside the Pirate Radio Studios. So HV3 uh, looks like he's going to miss the cut at the Waste Management Open. Uh, what uh, This is the one, Greeny, where uh, the fans get involved, right? Where uh, they get a little rowdy out there? Yeah, this is uh, where they've basically got the entire par 3 16th enclosed in stands. And, uh, you know, it turns into um, more of a party than anything else. So it's a ruckus event. I mean, there's probably uh, more drunk people per capita on that golf course right now at 16 than there are in the world combined. So uh, always a fun event. I mean, when you look at things like that, I mean, basically – the, the 16th at the Waste Management and the 17th at the Players, those are your stadiums for, you know, a par three. Now, obviously, there's a lot more hazard around the Sawgrass Island Green, but uh, there's a lot more at stake in terms of uh, if you miss the green, you get booed. Uh, you might get something chanted at you. So uh, it's more of a mental, uh, you know, block than it is a, uh, a hazard block around the green. 
Mark Greenelge, Golf Shop Radio Show, joining us. We'll be talking some golf on Saturday, 8 to 10 a.m. right here on Pirate Radio. And also, I imagine, talking some football as well. Greeny got a fun Super Bowl matchup with the Bengals and the Rams. Uh, what do you think about this one? You got, let's see, off the top of my head, you got a Clemson guy there and T. Higgins on the Bengals side. Probably a bunch of Tigers in this game. So, do you have a rooting interest? Do you have a favorite? What do you think about the uh, the game? Yeah, there's a, there's a couple Tigers on both sides, so either way, a, a Clemson Tiger's going to come home with a Super Bowl title. I just, I know everybody's on the Joe Burrow train. I just think that, again, Joe Burrow, we've seen that team struggle um, with the offensive line. And, you know, you can say it all you want, but they, they hadn't had to, they did not have to play Buffalo's defense. And, you know, when you look at the, the, the probably the front seven, for the L.A. Rams, I mean, it's going to be a tall task for them, and they and they may not have played anybody that has the front seven that the Rams have. So I think that's going to be the challenge. And we've heard Joe Burrow come out this week and say, man, you know, we, we've always had to come from behind. It'd be nice to get off to a fast start, but if we don't, we know we can come from behind. And, yeah, I just don't know the combination of defense and offense that the Rams have. If you get behind in that game, it's going to be a tough one to overcome. But then again, Several years ago, when the the, uh, the high flying Rams offense played against the Patriots, they only put up three points. So we'll see what happens. But I, I think the Rams are going to win this game. Greeny, uh, we're talking. We've talked a lot of props and, and stuff like that on this show. I always put together a prop sheet to take to my Super Bowl party. So uh, I'll give folks uh, some more interest in the game. People do squares, all kinds of stuff for the Super Bowl. Will you be involved in any of that extracurricular activity? What's your favorite kind of side game to play when it comes to the Super Bowl? I usually do the squares with uh, with very little hope. I don't think I've ever won a square. So um, I- I'll throw some money in at the party that I'm going to. I'm sure they'll have it. Last year I actually made the board for them. So I was hoping that maybe would change the uh, the mojo a little bit. But alas, uh, I think if there was like, you know, I probably led on the board at some point during every quarter, but then somebody scores and you don't get the money. So it's frustrating from that standpoint. But, yeah, that's pretty much the only thing that I do. Um Anytime I've ever been in Vegas and I've bet on football games, it's not turned out well. So, uh, <laughs> And let's just say, what, coin toss, I'm going to go tails. All right, there you go, tails for Greeny. Greeny, uh, I like to ask people this. Uh, if you could choose, and this is all time, alive or dead, if you could choose your ultimate Super Bowl halftime show, who would you have performing at the half? Oh, man. Uh I would probably do a combination of people, maybe something like a, a little bit for everybody, because I kind of go across, except for country music. I mean, I'm a hip-hop, uh, you know, I like some rock and roll stuff. I mean, I was a Prince fan growing up. So how about how about something like uh, throwing in like uh, an LL Cool J, a, uh, a Prince, and an ACDC to do some kind of <laughs> compilation across all their different songs? How's that? Something for everybody. I like that. Greeny, uh, what do we got coming up? 8 to 10 a.m.? saturday right here on pirate radio on the golf shop radio show what all are you guys uh, talking about well we're going to talk a little obviously super bowl uh, with bill bender and uh we've got uh since the olympics are going on we've got the great olympic speed skater dan jansen you know we've got some uh controversy with uh, michaela Schifrin having some problems and dan jansen had problems as well uh when he was uh you know the favorite to win so we'll get us some insights from him on that as well as uh the olympics We've got uh, a couple of other things uh, going on. We've got a couple of other companies with some great new products, whether it's a, a new putter uh, or, or something like that. So uh, stay tuned and learn a lot. Good stuff. Greeny, thanks for joining us. Enjoy your super weekend, and uh, we'll talk to you again next week.
right. Have a good one. Thanks. Mark Greenhill's Golf Shop Radio Show. We recorded that a couple hours ago before it was official. Now it is official. Harold Varner III missing the cut today. I went two under today, but finished the tournament plus two at the Waste Management uh, Phoenix Open. So uh, he will not be playing on Saturday and Sunday. All right, let's take another break. When we return, we'll talk more Super Bowl with Wager McGee. He hasn't joined us since the college football season. We'll go over some of his favorite props for Super Bowl 56 when we return after this. Listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding Pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. All right, taking a quick look at your stock market report. It was not a good day. Uh, The Dow dropped 503 points. And finished out the week at 34,738. The NASDAQ was down 394 at 13,791. And the S&P fell 85 points and closed out the week at 4,418. That is your Wells Fargo Advisors Financial Report. For a personal look into investing, call Wells Fargo Advisors today at 756-6900 in Greenville. Wells Fargo Advisors, LLC, member SIPC. Now let's head back in to PRL Here's Clip Rock. All right, let's keep the Super Bowl chat rolling with our old friend Wager McGee, who we haven't talked to in a while. He joins us on the Pirate Radio Live line. Wager, welcome back. How you doing? I'm good, Clip. You? Doing good. I have not talked to you in a while. I don't know if you've been in hiding because you won so much money this season and you don't want to people to know where you are or either you lost a lot of money and are hiding from folks. Where, where have you been these last couple months? I think, yeah, just hiding out, I think. So, recovering from a long, uh, grueling season. But, uh, you know, hey, woke back up for uh, Super Bowls. Everybody else does in America. All right, the hibernation is over. It's time to get real, time to get serious. Let's start with the game itself and the total. Do you have plays uh, on those? Yeah, I, I do. I mean, I, I know you will be shocked to hear that I would probably lean on the over. Uh, more than anything else on on the total, um, you know, I, I think it's really just the matchup of the of the Rams passing game um, at where it is versus the Bengals pass defense. Uh, I can't see how they're going to be able to slow the Rams, you know, pass game down. Uh, even though they've done okay in the playoffs so far, but they've struggled a little bit except for Tannehill. But that was Tannehill, and still he and AJ Brown had a huge game, and I think Burrow will throw the ball a whole lot so i think they'll get some points there as well so uh so i do lean on the over uh, i think i'm with you I've, I've got two rams future tickets so i'm definitely investing the rams there from that standpoint um i did hedge a little bit once you got the Bengals plus four and a half yeah uh, i got some Bengals to hedge that because i i saw a stat that uh, since 2000 uh super bowl favorites of four plus points have gone two ten and one against the spread hmm. um then we just need the Rams to win, right? Yeah. So, and then uh, I also played a, uh, a six-point tease of, of Cincinnati plus 10.5, and, a half. and uh, I think the total then was 48. I think it's 48.5 now. So 
I got the Bengals uh, plus 10 and a half and over 42 in that six-point tease there. All right, let's talk pregame props. Uh, you love a coin toss. Or, uh, what are you going with this year? Oh, I well, I, you know, I think I always lean towards tails. Tails never fails. Um, Can we stop that story. phrase, by the way? Tails does fail. <laughs> and it has been the last four years, too. Um, for for all those people at home uh, tracking, because I know it's the most important uh, prop bet of the year. Yeah. The game, everybody has to start with it. Tails leads all time 29-26. Um, but the Heads has won three of the last four. I'm trying to find a prop, and I'm sure the Superbook has it, but I don't think I'm going to be in Vegas, and I can't find one online. That uh, You may know this already or may have heard, but the coin toss winner has lost the last seven straight Super Bowls. Did you know that? Wow. So uh, go ahead and hit in a live bet right after the coin toss, I guess. That's right. Yeah, that's what I guess. I was looking for a prop. I wasn't looking for uh, but I guess I could. As soon as I see who – who wins the coin toss? I'll uh, I'll just go ahead and bet the other side in running. Yeah. Uh, but no, I, I you know it's it's a fun prop bet. I, I love tails on that. Usually there's a pretty good string of runs for heads and tails, which is amazing because it should be fifty fifty. Um, and with heads being three of the last four, maybe it changes to tails this year. Uh, so we'll go there. But then we'll I I, I love that. We'll uh, we'll in run uh, in running. Uh, bet the uh, the winner to lose the game there. There you go. All right, Wager McGee joining us. Uh, where I'm currently looking, I'm sure it's out there. I don't see a over-under on time for the National Anthem. I do see uh, will it be odd or even seconds, the National Anthem length, which just sounds like a total scam where they could, they could rig this one way or the other so you lose. So I'm not getting involved in the over uh, in the seconds uh, odd or even for the anthem. Also, uh, Zach Maskovich has not spoiled the anthem like he did for America last year uh, in Tampa. So there's that one. I was about to say, yeah. You, do we have a do we have a friend standing out? Although it's a dome, do we have a friend standing outside and uh, and recording the uh, the anthem today or not in practice? I don't believe so. We got Zach in Florida. We got Feldman in uh, Texas, but no Super Bowls there. So. We don't have a man on the scene uh, this year. All right, any other uh, – before we get to, like, player props, any other weird props you're looking at for the Super Bowl? No, I – you know, I don't I don't know if field goals are weird props. I mean, that, you know, with just the – with McPherson being such a weapon right now, um, I actually love that one. So it was uh, the Bengals make the longest field goal, but that's more in game. I haven't done any of those. I saw one today who will speak first. In halftime, I guess that's what we're saying, not singing. Uh, I saw Dr. Dre, I think, was the favorite, but he was still plus money at 125. I think Stoop was 135. Uh, why not? I'll probably throw it on one of those because I'm pretty excited about the halftime show. Um, I would think it's probably Dr. Dre that's going to speak first. So I'll take plus 125 and, and cash out on that. All right, Dr. Dre speaks first. Wager McGee's got it. All right, how about uh, player props? We've talked about... Can you make the Cooper Cup number too high? Is there like I mean, he's just going over everything. So how about uh, Cup and and the other players as far as props go? Yeah, I I don't think you can. But you know, obviously, there's other receivers there. Uh, the tight ends have really exploited uh, the Bengals this uh, this postseason. Um, you know, Kelsey led the Chiefs in receiving, and then Waller led the Raiders. Even though they're they're two of the main ones, so. 
I think you could look at the Rams tight ends a little bit as well, and then Beckham will get his. I think everybody's going to get some. So I was kind of looking more at Stafford um, for his over prop, which uh, was 283.5. That's what I saw this morning. Uh, three games against three really good defenses so far in the playoffs. Obviously, three better defenses than the Bengals. He's averaging 301 yards in those. Uh, he is at home, so you got to factor that in. He's had 10 games in this uh, in the environment on the turf, lighting, the background, all those things that would be affected there. Uh, he's thrown for over 283 yards in seven of those 10 home games this year. Uh, so I like it. Uh, I like everything about it. I think he'll. I, I think they'll go empty a whole lot. There was some other stuff there about empty backfields and things like that. Uh, that. Hang on just a second. That they're number one in running empty formations, and the Bengals defense ranked thirty second uh, versus teams running empty in uh, in pass attempts and then first downs allowed in that formation. So I could see that in in Acres has been a little iffy. I could see the Rams just really kind of giving up on on uh, not giving up on it, but focusing on the pass pretty early. So I like his props. I like everything about that. Because of that, then I think he could be the MVP. Unless Cup has like 150 plus and two touchdowns, I did do I I, I kind of hammered Cooper Cup on his over receiving yards and did alternate yards as well. Uh, I saw like a player receiving with 150 plus receiving is plus 140, but you can actually get Cup at one. I, I got this one at over 139, so 11 less yards than that at plus 148. Uh, 149. So basically, at 150, it's better. It's better payout. It's plus 168. Uh, so I like all that. Again, with AJ Brown having 142 against the Bengals in the first playoff game or in the Titans game, Kelsey had almost 100. Walker had 76. The main receivers for the other teams have really exploited the Bengals, who are 26 in the league against the pass. Uh, so I, I, I like Stafford. I like Cobb. I don't. I mean, there's a lot being made about Eli Apple covering cup i don't think it's gonna i, I don't think it's gonna go well so i, I kind of yeah. agree with all the things that are being said online yeah yeah you mentioned the tight ends there too it got me thinking uh i love uh, first touchdown bets and uh, hit a couple this year including with beckham um in a night game that i can't recall but uh anyway are you uh how about first touchdown and i, I bring the tight ends up because i'm like addicted to playing the tight ends for first touchdown yeah, i, I I did cop at five to one, but the next one I did was Higby at fourteen to one. Yeah, uh, so I like that. Um, I really think I saw a lot of things about uh, within fifteen yards of the line, uh, a line of scrimmage, and inside of the numbers, the Rams struggle. Right, so the linebackers have have trouble covering uh, the passes, the receivers during that pace and during that that or in that area. Uh, and Boyd is kind of the main one there for the Bengals. Uh, that's really where he lives, and the Rams are are second worst in court giving up quarterback QBR in that area. So they're probably going to attack short middle of the field. Um, I guess the Bengals tight end is going to play. I don't know. I know he threw his knee brace away at the at the uh, pep rally, so I guess he's going to. But Boyd is eighteen to one on a first touchdown. So I looked at some value. Also, they Burrow. I mean, Burrow can run it in, sneak it in. He's twenty eight to one. So those are the four. Uh, four first touchdown bets that I've done so far. All right, Wager McGee joining us, talking game, talking props, um, t- touchdowns. Uh, what else, Wager? Anything else uh, you're looking at for Sunday? 
I did. I think it's, I started talking about the field goals. I know everybody loves talking about field goals. Um, but, I mean, just the way that McPherson is playing and the confidence and the, you know, they're the longest field goal prop is Cincinnati. It's minus 135, so you got to pay a little bit there. But I still like that. I mean, you know, he's played three outdoor, cold, you know, games, and he kicked a 52-yarder against Kansas City, a 54 and a 52 against Tennessee with 52 at the end of the game to win. And then a 43 against Las Vegas, he had four field goals there. Indoors, I think they get anywhere inside of 60, and they're in range for him. I can see the Rams again going for it a little bit more, and maybe um, you know not necessarily settling for the long field goals. But I, you know, hopefully, uh, you know we're not at the end of the half, and the Rams come to do something like that. Also, a lot of the first drives in this postseason have ended in a field goal. I don't know if you played that one yet, but again, because of McPherson, maybe Bengals wanting to get some points on the board early on, not necessarily taking as big of a gamble, maybe on a fourth and long. The first drive ending in a field goal was plus 340, so mm. I put a lot on that. Yeah, I like that. Um, so, also, I thought, it, again, because I think both teams are going to attack, the Rams are Rams are only 21st versus the pass. I mean, the, the, they obviously get pressure on Burrow, but they've struggled. They're 21st versus the pass. The Bengals are 26. I naturally think then, I, you know, I'm no, I'm no offense coordinator, but both teams are going to be able to attack the other team through the air. The first play of the game being a pass is plus 109 is what I got at this morning. Um, I think a run, generally a conservative run, is like minus 135, 140 or something like that. But uh, I did those a little bit off the, you know, not necessarily tied to a specific prop, although the the field goal is going to be with Cincinnati because that's all based on um, the hottest, you know, arguably the third hardest, maybe third hottest, fourth hottest player in this game being uh, Evan McPherson. All right, Wager, uh, we're up against it. Good stuff. Uh, if you think of anything else, send it out via social media, and we'll we'll get it out to the public. But uh, You know, I'm there. I would I would look at Higgins. That's the only other thing I would say that late. Everybody's going to look at Chase, but Higgins is leading the Bengals postseason in receptions, and, and the Rams have struggled with tall wide receivers from what Mike Evans did to them. Higgins is 6'4", and again, the last two weeks, knock out the one and the two seed. Burroughs looked at him a little bit more. He said 13 receptions for 199 yards last two weeks. Um, and he had two really good games against the, the best two pass defenses they played, number six, number seven. He combined in those two games for about five and a half receptions and 96 yards. So that was the last point is, uh, is Higgins. All right, good stuff. Wager, good to hear from you again. Uh, maybe we'll yep. talk to you around uh, NCAA tournament time and talk more. Oh, definitely. Thank you. All right. Thank you, Wager. All right. Bye, Wager McGee joining us. Good to hear his voice again. We'll talk some uh, March Madness with him in a month or so. Let's take our final break. We'll come back and wrap it up here on a Friday edition of Pirate Radio Live. We are back with you after these words. Bud Light next. <laughs> You're listening.
listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Did you miss a show on Pirate Radio? Well, you can listen to all of Pirate Radio's archived local programming by subscribing to us on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, or Spotify. You can subscribe today by going to the podcast app on your iPhone or Apple device and search for Pirate Radio Audio Archives. Now let's head back into the show. Here's Clip. All right, here's a preview of what's coming up next on Pirate Radio. Chandler, higher total. Joe Mixon rushing yards or ECU points scored against SMU in basketball on Saturday night. I'm going to go ECU with a higher score. All right, there's a preview. We're doing props next on the huddle with Morgan Aylers if you're listening to our live Friday edition. All right, for Shirley Rose, Chandler Honeycutt, CJ Schaefer, I am Cliff Brock. We'll see you Monday at 3 on Pirate Radio Live. So long, everybody. Thanks for listening to Pirate Radio Live, an exclusive presentation of the voice of the Pirate Nation.